and welcome to Grumpy Gamers. You're here with Ben and Eddie. Hello. And Kirk. I'm back. He's back, baby. I'm back. I'm back. I'm going to bring the energy because your intro was shit. Yeah, as per you usual. Kirk. Thank right. you. Okay, it's okay, okay. Bad. Let me let me re- rewind a sec. Like I felt it was awkward as well. Like I say, <laughs> hello, it's Ben. And Eddie, and it just feels weird. There's just I, no I jazziness to it. it. At least when Pete does it, he's like, hello and welcome to Grumpy. And you're I just know, like, Pete the most low energy of all of us always puts the effort in. I respect that. No, he doesn't. He does. It's, 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 sometimes it sounds like we're in a library. That's not. <laughs> what? Don't, 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 don't say that mine are bad. <laughs> they are bad. Just, just, you sound like you're, you know, doing one of those, was it, Channel 4 podcasts? Like, hello, welcome to Grumpy Gamers. It's, it's like just, ASMR it's, or something with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, I can see Ben doing that. So that is true, right? Mm. right okay. Anyway, street. Pete's not Pete's not here. He's moving house. Kirk's back. So gave well, you can understand whether you can gauge whether that's a good thing or bad thing. Where we Why? swapped in one for the other. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Kirk, have you got feedback from last week? I do. Yeah, I do because I listened to your uh, your your show about me last week. And um, yeah, was it was it good? Was it better? Overall, no, no, no it was not better. It was not better. Oh, it, ah, this is right. the show's not the same when one of us is missing. In all fairness, so even today's show with Pete Brilliant. gone, that's what the listeners the want to hear right before this. Listen, guys, right? No, I take it back. I take it back. Should we just re-record? Should we start from the beginning? No, <laughs> so, we don't do that anymore. No, we don't do it. We do one take. We're, we've gone live. We just got to go now. Um, so yeah, no, the, the show the show was pretty good overall. Um, you, Thanks. You all you all bounce off each other as per usual. Blah 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 blah. But my notes are. Um, I think you guys give yourself too much credit for when I'm not on the show. Um, and Brilliant. to uh, what Eddie's point that he made, he's 100% right. I would let all of you know loud and clear if I, if you, any of you were the problem. So, you know, there you go. Uh, I'm glad that Pete isn't here because now I can really like rip into him for this. He fucked you up. You can let one it go. Yeah. 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 He, he fucked up one of the uh, the people's names that he, he read out. Of course he um, So he put, uh, he said about these goose. It's not these right. goose. It's the Kirk, de- it's Kirk. the de- goose. Who 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 fucked up? Hold on, hold on. There's more to my. <laughs> I got more to come. Okay, and I okay. put I put here in my feedback. Unfortunately, I wanted to rip on you, but it was actually my fault with an autocorrect in last week's doc. So right. So when that. you just said that Pete fucked up, that was a complete fabrication. <laughs> yes. Um, so <laughs> the other thing okay. with Pete. And I'm gonna have to. T- I'm gonna have to pick him up on this. You can't next say week. the other thing because the other thing wasn't this. This is the first thing. This is the first <laughs> thing. The first thing. <laughs> the other thing with Pete is uh, he needs to stop yes. saying he's gonna platinum Xbox games. He's not platinum in anything when it's an Xbox game. He just hundred percent. So he was talking about um, Elden Ring, and it pisses me off because he's not got a PlayStation. Um, yeah. God, also, ben- Kirk is Kirk is such an Xbox fanboy, isn't he? Can't. <laughs> He can't bear that somebody's just using language interchangeably. Don't, he cannot bear it. Don't just don't, two okay. different oh, consoles. Sorry. Kirk, did you Hold know what he meant? Did you know what he meant? Yes, but he sounds like an idiot. Right, okay, what does it matter? What does <laughs> it matter? No, he sounds like an idiot. No, you shouldn't do what it. What does it matter? <laughs> Come on, um, Ben. I can't believe you've never played Max Payne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, that I'm is Kirk that, that baffles me. Yeah, um, Kirk, you haven't played so many games. I know. I, yeah, didn't you I say you haven't played Skyrim, Kirk? Didn't you tell me that once? Or am I there are so many games that I consider almost <laughs> mandatory, almost mandatory to be on this podcast, and you haven't. So uh-huh. count your lucky stars that you're here. How much are you paying me again? 
We'll talk about that later. If I find out fucking Kurt's getting paid to do this podcast, I'm going to lose my shit. Hey, you've had some review codes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of counts, yeah. Oh, shut <laughs> Um Another point for you, Ben, okay? Um, Halo Infinite was not delayed for two years. It was delayed for one year, okay? You yeah, need to, Ben. If, if, yeah. yeah, Ben. All right, Ben. Ben, you're such a... Fucking ben, idiot. Fucking idiot. idiot. Um, but on on a on a slightly person. less uh, toxic note, um, you were right. Tormented Souls does look right up my street. Um, it looks exactly like the original Resident Evil, um, mainly the one from the the GameCube remake. Uh, Kirk, but- spoilers. I've played it in what we've been playing. I'm sorry. Spoilers. No, I'm I'm referring to spoilers. feedback that I'm giving you from last week's show. Kirk, you've seen the show notes, yeah? Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't look at any of the notes. I go I go down as as, as we do the show. So it's all, all, right. all live. A t- little tip for you. Look at the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in the future, we'll see. Anyway, that's that's my feedback. That's my feedback. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, cheers. No, that's good. Enjoyable. Right, um, we will follow Pete's usual format of... The news, new releases, what we've been playing, which does include Tormented Souls uh, on the Switch. And then our feature this week will be uh, discussing what we think gaming will be like in 2033. Why have I... I know, I saw you put that and I thought it was weird. No, it's gaming in 2032, so 10 years time. That's what we're trying to... I mean, I've messed up the numbers on the dock. It's easy to make a typo, isn't it, Ben? Ben? It is. Well, I'm not being funny, but while doing prep for this... I saw 2023 and I thought, I mean, luckily, obviously, I thought, well, I assume he means 32 because down in the dock he's put 32. But but still, that could have been a big problem. Like, what's well, gaming going to be next it really year? Next year. And <laughs> what, I, what I really appreciate, similar. Eddie, is that you, you, what I really appreciate is that you didn't change it. No, no, no. I wanted someone so, else to fuck up. Okay, that's lovely. Well, <laughs> we are great, so anyway, humble. Our feature will be discussing what we think gaming will be like in ten years' time. Yeah. Not not next year then. Not next year. Not Fucking next year. Hell, my cause... notes are going to mean shit all now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, Kirk, do you want to kick us off with? Some yes, news? I will. I will. Right. So, Xbox fanboy over here. Uh, Halo Infinite Steam player count has fallen below the Halo Master Chief Collection for the first time. So, as per the title, really, the the player base has dropped below the Master Chief Collection, for the very first time on Steam, uh, which I can only assume is due to the lack of content uh, since Infinite's launch. So the peak player count on the Master Chief Collection was 9,123. Oh, excuse me. I just swallowed my own survivor and almost fucking killed myself. Um, and compared to the uh, 7,842 players on Infinite. So Brian Gerrard, I think that's how you say his surname, Gerrard? Yes. Yeah, go for uh, it. Right. The community director of Free for Free uh, posted on the following on Twitter. Uh, sorry, not Twitter. Reddit last week. Uh, re understand the community is simply out of patience, and frankly, I think understandably tired of words. We just need some time for the team to get the details sorted, and then we can certainly share uh, as much as we can. So the new season two starts on May the third, uh, which I don't know. Uh, well, obviously you guys know spoke about this, but there's a couple of new maps. Uh, some modes, some limited time events uh, alongside the new Battle Pass, but campaign co-op has been pushed back yet again and Forge really is not coming anytime soon. So, mm. this is really bad news for this this game <laughs> because I know we've we've said this to death, great game, great base game, they just lacked content and I don't think even this new season coming in is going to drive me to want to go 
and just and see what is what what's new because they're basically fuck all new being added six months later. So, what what are your guys' opinions on this? Well, I suppose yeah, following on from our because we had a chat about this last week when you when you went on. So, are your feelings that you don't want to you're not really interested in going back for the couple of new maps? No. I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. What? What's the point? There's no. There's no. There's nothing different. One's a big team battle map, which we all, as we all know, none of us are interested in. Mm, and then yeah. the other one is one new map to add into the rotation. Fantastic! And I guarantee mm. you, the majority of the maps that we get will be the fucking existing ones. Yeah, I. I feel bad for it because, as we've said, yeah, and as you just said, great game. Like the gameplay is really good, isn't it? Like, yeah. I I really really like it. So I. I just want a reason to go back, and I think the battle pass will be one reason. But whether I just play casually by myself, or whether other people actually want to get involved. But the thing is, the people who are playing the Master Chief Collection, there is a core kind of group that always play that game, but and it's, it's held that. And that there's so much, a, there's so much content there. It's what there is, and it, it it's, it's, so it's all five games. Yeah, Sorry. you're right, and maybe. <laughs> Do you think a lot of people who were playing Infinite have just jumped back to the Master? I, well, I think I think so. Um, didn't this like something similar happened with Battlefield? Didn't it? Like the yeah, maybe yeah, yeah they yeah. went back to um, yeah. four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they they've gone to the tried and tested. And I mean, even if you played all those maps to death, there's five games worth of maps there, and we have what seven or eight maps in Infinite at the moment. Thereabouts. Yeah, it's crazy. It's 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 crazy. But they are. I do like most of them. I think a lot of them are well crafted as well. So they are. They it's, are. It's, a, it's a shame. It's we, a shame. We, I mean, I I was listening to another podcast earlier this week. Uh, not this week. Sorry, last week. And um, one thing that they said on there was about like just just bring some of the old maps just and just rehash them. Like because it would be an easy win and it would keep people happy. Like put things like um, what's it lockdown. Or like on on there, like just some 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 fan favorites, just to keep things ticking over. I d- it- I don't know, man, because like we chatted about this last week, and I I had also listened to a podcast that they said like it's not as easy a win as people think because the to to just put an old map in a new game. I know it cuts a lot of the time down in terms of a- actually developing the map, but yeah. balancing issues and all that kind of stuff do need to be addressed. So it is still a lot of work that needs to go in. And But you yeah. would expect it's less than creating a brand new yes, map. Exactly. But but I, I, I agree that they should have had more lined up. Yeah. I, don't, um, I, don't, I just don't know. know. I don't know what they've been doing behind the scenes, to be honest with you. I know a lot of it was down to uh, kind of like the mental health of the staff and like not, not making them crunch and all that kind of stuff, which I get to a certain degree, but what's the roadmap look like and why yeah, why hasn't thing yeah. why haven't things actually been achieved in a in a it, in a good time frame it is an interesting one in so much as you ra- you raise a legitimate point there um they obviously have been working very hard in the background so i'm not debating their their work ethic at all but no to the to the layman to the casual to myself or whatever it is that question of well, what the fuck have you been doing mm mm-hmm. mhm like I know they have been doing stuff. I assume they have been doing stuff, but what have you been doing? Because there has been no new stuff. Like what are you, what are you doing in your time there? So, yeah, uh, exactly. yeah. I just hope this game doesn't die before they release new content. Because if they wait too long, the game just dies. Because yeah. people move on. There are so many good games out there. Every every week we're playing new games. Yeah, we are. It's uh, it, it's a bad time to. 
a live service game has to be fully prepared. And I do think that the likes of PlayStation are going to be bringing out 10, 12 live service games, whatever they call it, uh, in the next few years. They're probably looking at Halo Infinite and going, okay, great learning experience. We Don't know exactly that. how not to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> do not... You do not release a live service game without a roadmap and without content that you can drip out. You need to be putting content out there after month one. Mm-hmm. Like you need to be continually shoveling it, that out there. Do um, so. this is just an example of how not to do it. So anyway, we talked about it last week. So let's uh, let's move on from that one. I suppose I'm going to um, segue for you. So speaking of controversy, yep. Ben, you have lovely. That was, that was special. I like, Surely, I if you it. alert to the fact that you're segueing, it means it's not a segue. Well, if you don't, right, if I'm going to have to. Surely, sorry. I'm going to have to think of how I segue into the next one. So, exactly. okay, we'll continue. We'll Trying to do that, but thank you for that segue. Um, Zelda, uh, Zelda Two, Breath of the Wild Two has had controversy this last week. Let's call it controversy. It's a very tenuously called controversy, <laughs> but. Um, there was an announcement, obviously, that said a few weeks ago that said that Breath of the Wild 2 was being pushed to spring 2023 uh, because previously they said they were aiming for 2022. So nobody actually expected it in 2022 because when when Nintendo used the word aiming, <laughs> you, yeah. you assumed yeah. that that wasn't going to happen. However, they, uh, they had a little mini kind of one minute direct or whatever, and it said they're pushing it and they showed some footage from... Breath of the Wild 2, just a bit of gameplay, maybe a bit of cutscene stuff, whatever. And actually, I really, really liked the look of this. I thought mm-hmm. it, I thought it looked lovely for that 20 seconds or so. Um, but Digital Foundry have spoken about it, and they looked at this 27, 20-second uh, uh, clip, um, and they believe that it could be an indication of this running on future Switch hardware, so either Switch Pro or a next-gen Switch, probably more like mm. a Switch Pro kind of thing. So... They they are literally just theorizing. So they're just they they were looking at the textures and they were looking at the cloud volumes. Mm-hmm. I think the volumes of clouds, um, and essentially their assumption or their their viewpoint was that they didn't think that this could run on the normal switch and would need something extra. Um, now bearing in mind that because Digital Foundry have said this, it, people were putting quite a lot of weight into this. Digital Foundry usually use software and proper testing to understand the performance of games and, and comparisons to different consoles and stuff like that. This yeah. time, they were literally looking at a fucking video that we were all looking at. Yeah. So I'm not criticising them at all. I'm just saying that the internet jumps all over this and thinks mm-hmm. it's a controversy and says, ah, oh, new Switch, oh my god, this is going to be amazing. New model of Switch is, is going to come out then. It's all... My, my take on this is that it, it don't count on it. Like it, that, it will be six years. It will be six years from the release of the Switch that this game will will come out, and it's possible there may be a revision of the Switch. It's possible we more may get a 4K version and stuff like that. But but if that's just something that we bang on and on about, it's been maybe three or four weeks since the last time we mentioned this. Mm. Um, but the fact that Digital Foundry have said this doesn't mean anything because Digital Foundry are just literally looking at a video that we're all looking at. Agreed. It's not like they've been given any special ability to look at this. So, um, I mean, it's, and it's also not uncommon for trailers of any kind to be kind of, uh, what's the uh, what's the word? Jazzed up a bit. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> yeah. Run like on just, PC. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but how many we, times have we, we had E3 remember. trailers that they've been running on the high-spec computers that aren't even running on the base consoles that they've been released on? <laughs> so, Well, do you remember Do you remember the old Spider-Man on PS4, the original trailer, like, there were there were um, reflections in the puddles and yes, they had to yeah, get rid of them. No. And oh, then yes. everybody was yeah. like, oh, what the fuck? So, yes, this happens. Now, people are saying that, oh, Nintendo don't usually do that. Nintendo just put out an image of how something looks. And, yeah, they do, but uh, they also release their videos in 4K. Um, and guess what? The Switch is not 4K. So <laughs> it's they, they are... They're just like any other marketing company. You know why, um, don't you? It's because the Switch Two is coming out. It's got it's going to have four K exactly. support. There you Ooh. go. Who <laughs> solved who, it, mate? Who know? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, I think we'd all welcome a, a new iteration just to bump up a little bit, and maybe it could run on old hardware. I mean, the last Zelda game was that hybrid between the Wii U. It was and yeah. the Switch, wasn't it? It was released yeah. on both consoles, and that could happen uh, across a, a Switch One Point Five or something like that. But. Yes, that could happen, but let's not count on it. Let's not get too excited at this point in time. But people have been talking about it, so we're talking about it. We're part of the problem. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe there's definitely going to be a new uh, Switch. A- a- anyway, talking <laughs> about a problem. That was very good. Man. I thought you. No, that's not good. I thought you were going to go down the next gen route. Oh, that yep, would have been better. Should have done that. Should have done is... that. That would have been much better. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, Witcher three <laughs> next gen upgrade delayed indefinitely. That would um, have been so much better. Yeah, it would have been better. Man. Sorry, but uh, <laughs> yeah, um, just let go. You would have thought let the go. amount of fucking segues you do, you would have got one right now again. But anyway, um, this comes from Eurogame. I saw this on their website. Um, Witcher three's most recent delay came last October when CD Projekt Red explained uh, that based on recommendations supplied by teams supervising development, um, it was now aiming to launch in quarter two, twenty twenty two. However, that target has been shifted again, with the developer blaming its latest delay on its decision to complete um, <clears throat> complete the remaining work on the on the game in-house. Uh, previously, the project was being developed by Saber Interactive, uh, which had previously handled the acclaimed Witcher 3 Switch port. Um, CD Projekt Red um, said, We have decided to have our in-house development team conduct the remaining work on the next-gen version of the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Um, we are currently evaluating the scope of work to be done and thus have to postpone quarter two release until further notice. Um, Ben, is it you that said, um, you think it's, yeah, uh, yeah, go on. Yeah, I I I think, I just think, um, I think I heard that they were trying to bring this in house to avoid any, uh, development pressures that we've been put on people that are, you know, in through the Ukraine kind of Russia conflict at the moment. They, Makes sense. I think they're just take it, taking out of that, taking it in-house and so that they can um, control and, and to not have to rely and put pressure on, on other people that may be dealing with other things. Uh, I think that okay. might be the uh, the reason and and therefore uh, it's perfectly reasonable. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, yeah. and this, this is what it is. But it's a little disappointing, I suppose, just yes. from a, an outside point of view, if you were waiting for it i'll tell you what i'm waiting for it because i've never completed it even though i think it's one of it's not the game's fault i think it's amazing you know what the fault is is bloody um gwent the in-game game yeah because i i honestly i've chucked so many hours into witcher 3 and half of it is because whenever i see someone playing gwent i go "Ooh, i can play gwent for the next four hours um (laughs) but i was really looking forward to with the next gen and i was going to play it on my new xbox and i I was going to be really excited for that but um and maybe even complete it 
But uh, yeah, I mean, if there's a if there's a good reason, then then that's it. Yeah, well, I um, I would no doubt play the first fifteen hours yet again. <laughs> yes, for the um, fourth, fifth console in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'd have to do it again and get to the same point again and give up again. But but that's um, why I'm not playing the Cyberpunk trial because obviously I've already done the first few hours. So what's the point in doing mm-hmm. the trial? Because I'm just going to well, do the same. Well, yeah, I mean that's a good point because. Once you get past that, you want to play the full game anyway. But yeah. there are three different starting options, I suppose, in Cyberpunk. But, yeah, uh, no, but it's kind of all the but same. But you, you have to play that trial when you know you can actually play the game. Yes, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. But, uh, Kirk, I know you haven't played The Witcher 3, is that right? No, I have not. Cool. Um, I was considering I was, I was, I was considering it because I've been uh, watching um, the show lately. And Ooh, nice. the, the lore in... And just everything about it, just it does seem quite fascinating. I don't really know why I haven't bothered to jump on it beforehand, but it's also a time sink, isn't it? It is, and I know you're not. Uh, I'm not a big time sink guy. Of, no, you're not. You're not a fan of uh, huge games. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and, so, and it's one of the things that always put me off The Witcher, really, like because I didn't get into it, and I know it's really long. Yeah. Um. So, like, if you're not feeling it after the first 15 hours or so, then... Like you. Like, oh, God, this is a this is now a war of attrition. I do have to ask you a question. Um, Why have you played, like, 700 different versions of it and always just got to the 15th <laughs> hour? Because everybody says it's amazing. And objectively, it must be. Um, <laughs> but I just f- find it... I find it a bit dated, I'm not going to lie. And I know this is the next-gen upgrade, but it won't fix the things that I think are dated in it. I think the combat is pretty dated. Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. And also, I don't really like... And I think Eddie might have said this before. Somebody said this before, and I'm right on with this. I am less inclined to like RPGs where you are a set character. Yeah, um, yeah. You like you like to play, you like to modify, don't you? You like to kind of make yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I love that. Yeah, your own player and your own kind of story. You've but, created your own. Thing. Uh, I've said I've said this. Uh, the thing about the Witcher games, um, and my God, have I got criticised in the past for it? Is is it? It really does follow Geralt, and it, it, it's one of those where I, I've, I've typed in. I think it was Witcher two. I typed in like, why can't you buy a house? And honestly, the amount of abuse I got sent was unreal. You know, like, <laughs> that's not what the witch is about. He travels from place to place. That's the whole character. And uh, you're a fat prick. And I don't know how they always know I'm overweight, but they always what? find out. <laughs> well, that's harsh. It's that's very targeted abuse. It's um, a harsh world out there. Well, yeah, it really is. There's a lot of, uh, lot of very accurate toxicity out there. But um, yeah, <laughs> that's what, uh, that's what uh, they all say. They kind of say, well, that's not the game it is. And, and that's fair enough, I guess. But you could argue that the developers came out with that DLC where you could actually own a vineyard. So fuck you all, toxic people. Yeah, the two DLCs are supposed to be. I mean, we've talked about this before. They're about twenty hours a piece. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that's class. That's quality. Um, I, so. I love that one of them actually brought for for all the gamers that love The Witcher, but also like you know having a house and building that up. And they brought that to the Blood and Wine, I think it's called. And, and they brought that to all the games. I love that. Well done. They they listened mm. to the gamers that wouldn't consider themselves diehard Witcher fans, but diehard RPG fans or maybe hardcore gamers and and they answered that I love that well done Super Project. yeah well this is I mean it's come back from Saber Interactive um, 
wasn't it this next gen version mm. and saber interactive I, I think uh you mentioned they were the people that handled the the switch yes, port people. which was nothing short of a fucking marvel mm. like the fact that witcher 3 runs natively on the switch and then it got a patch to make it look better because it was rather vaselini at the start i mean it's still pre-vaselini <laughs> but sorry but Vaseline. It's amazing. I know. What's yeah. What well, do you know what I mean? Like no. where the where the what they put Vaseline over the screen. Or... <laughs> yes. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It's like well, I don't know if it's got something to do with anti. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's got oh something to do with anti-aliasing or something. But it's like it's it's like it's got it's coated in Vaseline. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. It just looks the screenshots. You'll know exactly what I mean. Or just type on Google Vaseline Switch games. <laughs> I'm sure that'll come up with something. Um, I'm not sure I want that yeah. in my Google history, to be honest with you. Oh, wow. Mm, okay. <laughs> oh. Anyway, Eddie, are you going to segue us to, to Kirk? Um, I don't know. I don't even know what the next one is. Um, oh, my God, man. Do you, so you have a go, go at both of us, and you don't even do a better job. No, because I hate segues. Let's not do segues. You know what? Here's my segue. Kirk, have you got another news story? I do actually, yeah. So uh, Kojima Kojima Productions is staying independent despite posting a PlayStation Studios banner on his Twitter. So um, Kojima has had many online in a frenzy because he posted a PlayStation Studios banner that included an image of Sam Bridges from uh, Death Stranding, your favourite game in the world, Ben. Um, Love that game. Love that game. Leading many to believe that this was a confirmation of Kojima Productions now living under the PlayStation Studios umbrella. So this same banner was used on the PlayStation Studios website. However, it has since been taken down. Kojima has apologised for any confusion caused, as he tweeted on Friday the 15th of April, saying, I'm sorry for the misunderstanding, but Kojima Productions... Oh, sorry. Kojima Productions! Gotta shout it, because he put it in Very all good, caps. Yeah. Um, has yeah. been and Japanese will continue to be an independent well. studio. Did, yeah. did you think that, Ben? I thought that was... Yeah, yeah that was I quite offensive. put an accent. Hmm. Put what? an accent on that. Okay, you listen back to that tomorrow, and I'm telling you, I think you went a bit Japanesey there. I don't think I did. I didn't. I was just shouting. Okay. 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 I apologise for any offence caused if that tends to be the case. I don't think. Yeah. 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 Should we keep it moving? I think you're okay, Kirk. Should we keep it moving? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so is this backtracking? Or is it a premature announcement? So Kojima has always been one of the uh, kind of weird ones in the industry uh, for self-hype. And at the best of times, he doesn't really care about keeping his cards so close to his chest. However, he also does like to fuck with people. And mm. this wouldn't be a surprise if, if that's what he was doing, just to stir the pot, basically, would he? Um, so the other thing to consider with this is Death Stranding is a PlayStation exclusive bar being on the PC so it is also very likely that the reason it was included in the banner was because of this reason um, and on a personal note I don't think Kojima needs needs or wants to be purchased and would rather stay independent after what happened with Konami but I guess we'll have to see on that so what do you guys think? Yeah I think I think it's probably... Uh, a non-starter. I mean, what you said, Kojima uh, likes to fuck with people. Yeah, he just likes to just put things out there. Like, oh, he, the thing that Kojima's done is stayed relevant, like yeah. throughout this. Mm. The fact that he made Death Stranding, which oh, I love that game, but the the <laughs> fact that it? he made Death Stranding, um, you know, it's it's a tough sell. Death Stranding is a tough sell of a game to to people. So he, you can guarantee that if he was bored by somebody else. Uh, Death Stranding would have been a an even tougher sell. Um, 
Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm one for thinking that uh, you hope that that wouldn't happen because I, I love the innovative nature of kind of like his way of thinking and his relevance and this type of stuff. And you wouldn't want him to. I wouldn't want him to be tied down to. To a console no i think he a, i think yeah. he needs to be independent uh, and his team because it just gives more creative freedom doesn't it and uh, as as adored as the metal gear solid franchise is it's it's one of those things where if you've got someone above you that is telling you what to do and how to call the shots it's that creative control that you're letting go and that's something that he just doesn't want to do so even though he's got a really close relationship with with playstation i, d- I don't think it will happen so. Well, maybe he's maybe he's promoting something that will happen soon. Maybe it's another game or something like that they're working on, and they're they're struggling you know, to. Uh, yeah, and it it just it maybe it just um it keeps him relevant. <laughs> That's the thing. It keeps the the studio relevant, and the thing is, he's got so, his name has so much clout in the industry. If you say yeah. Kojima, everyone knows who you're talking about. I mean, I, yeah. I I don't disagree with you, by the way. Like, I do I do think that he probably is. He's just doing it to stay relevant. But even so. Like you know who Kojima is. If you say that name, he's one of the very few names in the industry that if 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 like one of the big companies got to work with him, you know you've like st- struck like gold basically. Like yeah, but who who knows? Maybe he was watching a film with a mate or his wife or whoever, and it was boring, and he just went, ha, "Just post this." Let's <laughs> fuck with Twitter. <laughs> Do you know? No, you know, the thing is, Eddie, you like, laugh, but you can guarantee just a human. Yeah, he would be there going, let's fuck with them, let's do it. So. Yeah. The amount of shit that people just put on Twitter and put out into the void. Yeah, I know, I've seen right? Kirk's, um, yeah, I've seen Kirk's Twitter. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Didn't you post so, something the other day just saying that you were hungover? I did, yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Just said send help. I was fucking, I was, I was dying. Anyway, uh, so speaking of um, uh, PlayStation Hello. news, Ben, you've uh, got some final story, haven't you? Oh, you're good at this, Kurt. You're good. Um, yes, uh, the Oddworld developer um, was speaking to Xbox Expansion Pass. Um, that's some kind of publication, website, perhaps. Uh, and said that uh, Oddworld, that they released on PlayStation last year, it was last year, beginning of last year, they were expecting to sell, uh, before that, fifty to 100,000 units. But then it got put on to PS Plus on day one, um, which they were paid a one-off fee for. And then it was downloaded four million times. And he said, because it's a one-off flat fee that they get paid on PlayStation Plus, he said, for us, it was devastating. Because obviously they they were paid, they the fee that they would have been paid, they obviously thought that was a good deal to to bank on instead of trying to go after that 50 to 100k units. Then he sees 4 million downloads and he's like, fuck! <laughs> um, and then it got released on Xbox last November, so they made some money there. It was also released on PC. They would have made some money there. Um, and then this contrasts as well with another story this week where the devs of Scarlet Nexus said that they gained 1 million extra players through putting it on Game Pass. So it took them from 1 million players... 1 million units sold, I think, to 2 million players. So hmm. I, I think perhaps uh, this might... I don't know if this is an official publication or if it's uh, if it's just fans of Xbox, but it's definitely slated, slanted towards the, oh, Sony do bad deals and Xbox do good deals. But uh, it's not quite like that. I think th- this, um, 
this developer, a lot of people are talking about this story, but this developer has obviously said it was devastating because it probably is devastating to go, oh shit, it was downloaded 4 million times. They know they wouldn't have got 4 million sales. Yeah. I downloaded that game. I downloaded it. It was on PS Plus. I haven't played it. So I would never have bought it. Um, so they, they and, I, and I'm sure they get that, but it's just a headline, isn't it? It's just a, it's just a headline for people to talk about, and mm. especially interesting when Xbox expansion pass talk about this. Well, it's a, it's a case of staying relevant, I guess, isn't it? So, like you said, well, it, story. I think that's a yeah, it's a really it's, yeah, exactly. When I read this, it's like some headline like that that's going to be used. That's probably great for him because. You're going to have people through the Xbox expansion pass, this publication, they're going to have people reading that going, oh yeah, there was that new Old World game. I never tried that. Uh, and it, and 4 million people have played it. It must be good. Yeah. So yeah, it's staying relevant, appropriate marketing. It's all, uh, it's all important. And because I, you know, this is a bit, of a, a bit of a segue, but I was watching a video of uh, Switch sale games uh, this week. And there was a game on sale there for a couple of pounds or something, and it was a really like obscure indie game. And I was thinking, wow, from putting that thing on sale, like how much are they actually going to get paid? How many, how many people are actually going to buy this very, very obscure game? Like, devs really have to work hard mm. to recoup their money, don't they? Like, fifty to a hundred thousand units that they were expected for Oddworld is not a lot, is it? No. No. Although to your point Especially- with the um the like the two pound sale there. I, I don't know what game you're referring to, but obviously if it's like some obscure indie game, like if it was just, I mean, Tunic, for example, was made by only like a couple of people. And mm, like, yeah. and if it's just your time, like just a couple of people's time and not like a huge studio or something with all these salaries that you've got to pay, etc., then is it really, is it really that, is like how relevant is well, it? In my, in my mind, I was thinking like, oh, this is a really obscure game. Who's going to download it? It might be amazing, but who who... Who's going to download this? And I thought, well, maybe you might get 500 people download it. Okay, well, then that's £1,000. And then Nintendo are going to take a cut of that. So you're going to get like 700 quid. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. Assuming it's a 700 Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just, it, it just, it just, yeah. It just seems like really tough to make money on this stuff. And, and Oddworld, Oddworld is a... I mean, I, I would have, a few years ago, you say that's a really big franchise, mm. wouldn't you? yeah. Um, like place, think the, back to PlayStation, PlayStation 1. One. Yeah. Exactly. Think think back to that time. Oddworld was a big deal. Yeah. And now they're making a brand new game which um I I do think scored reasonably well like you know 7 out of 10 kind of game. Uh and and you're expecting 50 to 100,000 units. It's a, it's a hard fucking marketplace out there mm-hmm. isn't there to get your game sold. It's fucking hard to get sale. But I think, as you said, yeah. it does make PlayStation look bad in this instance, and Xbox the old golden child, doesn't it? But- well, that's the way it's slanted, <laughs> but it's certainly not the case. You know, PlayStation offered a, a fair deal for what they were expecting, yeah. and they took that deal, and then loads of people downloaded it. It's the same thing. With, I'm sure you get that with it's Game Pass business, all the time. isn't it? It's business. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Lock in the fee. You're happy. Move on to the next game. So, yeah, yeah nobody's 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 the villain in this piece. It's just uh, it's just a story people are talking about. Um, Unless PlayStation but, saw the projections and thought we could pull a fast on it, yeah, but but we're not. Yeah, Jim, Jim Ryan in the uh, Jim Ryan in the uh, in the in the room just going, no, guys, undercut it, 
because they're going to sell four million guaranteed. Right, right. Remember, Kirk is very much an Xbox fanboy. Just... Let's move on. And uh, Daddy Spencer would never have done that. Okay? No, no, he wouldn't. No, not Daddy Spencer. Never, no, never. Right. Never talk uh, ill of Daddy Spencer. All right. Okay. Praise be to Daddy Spencer. Right. New releases. New releases, Eddie. All right. Cool. Um, Ember Knights coming out on PC April twentieth. Ember Knights is an action rogue light for wonderful players where you play as a legendary. Knights, um, the last spark of hope against the mad sorcerer Praxis and his hordes of unwavering fiends. Um, weaned weapon and weaned? wield weapons and skills. Can you wield a skill? Um, build what, synergies. You can weaned one. Well, you definitely can't weaned one, no. Um, with game changing relics and free the universe of Praxis's corruption. Um, this is like a 90s kind of cartoon style, um, just run around and hit stuff. Um, it looks like pretty simple mechanics. It just looks like a little cartoony um, game from the 90s. What do you guys think? I am um, not mad at the art style. The, oh, the okay. thing about these roguelikes, uh, you know, they really need to be played or you see reviews on them to to know whether they're any good yeah uh, it looks like it has the potential to be a good roguelike one to four player like it looks exactly what it is on tennis little cartoony style one but um you know it's uh uh it, it seems to definitely be one that would have potential um but you just you just don't know until the, you've ever played the it thing, or see reviews the thing for me with things like well games like this is that i'm now comparing anything that's a roguelike to hades and yeah. that was my first roguelike and I loved it to bits mm. so anything else is going to have to really come hard and oh, that's a weird way to put it sorry wow. <laughs> that's a really weird <laughs> way to put it <laughs> so, right okay well um, you this, get what this, I mean this, you get what I mean like the game has to really has more, bring it rather than the Hades because Hades um, yeah Hades was amazing and it was that, that art style as well I loved that this has yeah. more of like a Binding of Isaac kind of roguelike mm. art style yeah um, so that that's the kind of thing we're talking about but yeah Ember Knights I you know I think this, this could be a could be a game could be a can game. I just say that I, I think Hades Hades with its art style kind of appeal to everyone while games like this I, I think like I this doesn't appeal to me like no uh, as a as a grown ass adult um I would not play this. While Hades, I did not feel like a child playing. Fair enough. Like okay, I yeah. would with this. Fair enough. Yes. Okay. Well, a bit harsh, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, next one. Star Wars The Force Unleashed is coming out on Switch on April 20th. Um, it came out in 2018. For those of you who don't know, um, I never played it, personally. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. The, the graphics look awful. But uh, the motion controls look really cool. You can like use your um, sticks with the switch and and do certain things. It, it looks like they've kind of incorporated it quite well. Ben, what do you think? Um, I fucking loved this game when it came out. Kirk, did you play it? No. Oh, you didn't. Oh man, this... I was never a fan of Star oh, Wars, fucking... so I just I would never jump no. onto a game with the with the title on. Okay, yeah, like I I 
this game, I thought this game was truly revolutionary when it came out because it used the force like you'd never been able to, like pick objects up, yes. throw them, yeah, like no, smash people, up, kill people with it, pick people up, you know, whatever you wanted. You could get all the different forces and stuff. It was amazing. It was so, so good. It was a, it was a day one purchase for me. And I and the Force Unleashed 2 was a day one purchase for me Just uh, back in the day. Um, and they had a demo for this. I remember there was a demo on Xbox. Fucking great. Uh and it's nice that it's on the Switch. Um, I forgot that it was coming out because I would have would have tried to get us a copy. Well, of course you would. Me, because it's on Switch. <laughs> of course you would. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I imagine the graphics haven't held up well, but I no. haven't seen screenshots of this latest one. Yeah, it doesn't, it it doesn't look well. like they've even done anything. Like they've just no. pulled, like straight straight mm. port and just added motion controls. It is, it is done by the same... Uh, I... Somebody may want to clarify and look this up, but it is done by the same people who did uh, the port of the Knights of Old Knights of the Old Republic, isn't Ooh, it? Um, okay. And the people who are making the remake of Knights of the Old Republic. Big comment. Nobody's checking that one. No one's uh, checking I mean, that. I'm. I mean, I'm having a look. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. keep keep it moving. Keep it moving. <laughs> okay. Keep it fine. All right. one. We'll come back to that next one. Uh, Anuchard. I'm gonna call it Anuchard. Yeah. Um, yeah. PC, Xboxes, Switch coming out April 21st. A nutrient has fallen. Generations after the fall, its surviving descendants have chosen you as a bell wielder. Stop highlighting it. Bell wielder of the magical <laughs> Audra spell. Go forth, battle monsters, solve puzzles, and restore or not a nutrient to its former glory. A paradise in the skies. Um, this is just another silly little cartoon game to me. Um, the animations of it running is very childish. It looks pretty simple. Please, guys, uh, maybe give this a bit of compliment, maybe? I can't. It looks exactly no, the same as the so. first game you talked about. Oh. No, it doesn't. This doesn't, this Does. doesn't look as good as it the first look, one. Yeah, you are right there, sir. I uh, the first one, Ember Knights, looked better than this. I the re- <laughs> reason I was highlighting it was because I had to Google it again because it's very forgettable, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, we haven't got a lot of praise in this game, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Um, right, next one. Oh, Kirk, have you looked up the Star Wars thing? Uh, I have, and I can't find anything, so I'm giving up. Brilliant. All right, I'll do it. I feel Jesus. like Ben's lied there then. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I need to clarify my own. Yeah, exactly. That wasn't actually hate on you, Kirk. I just need to clarify my own thing. <laughs> Next one, Godlike Burger, coming out on PC April 21st. In Godlike Burger, you run the craziest restaurant of the galaxy. Stun, poison, and kill customers in many devious ways and turn them into burger meat. And don't worry, alien c- customers will keep coming if you are smart about it. Because cannibalism is just too damn tasty. Um, obviously, I'm a RimWorld fan, so anything with cannibalism in it, um, even in real life, is fantastic. Um, <laughs> this is basically this is like this is like a restaurant manager, right? The kind of game that I could definitely see my mum playing. But this is where like you secretly go off and kill people and then use them I- as ingredients. That's it's such a weird concept for a I'm game. All in, also, Kirk, before you yeah, even try you and criticize this, no, I'm no, 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 in. I'm not, cri- I'm not criticizing and parents, it. Parents, if you're listening, download this shit. Do you know what? I love the I love the art direction on it as well, and it kind of oh, got, okay. I get um, it's because uh, cell sh- yeah, cell shaded, isn't it? So I kind of yes. it kind of reminds yeah. me a lot of Jet Set Radio, like the the kind of art style from it, at least. Oh, okay. um, yeah. But yeah, the concept is just weird, man. Like. 
<laughs> and this is clearly going to get banned in Australia, right? Oh, yeah. Get ready for this to be banned very quickly after RimWorld. Yeah. <laughs> got, I've, I've got an update on The Force Unleashed. Yes, it's done by Aspire, the same people who did Republic Commando okay. and, and uh, Knights of the Republic, and they're making the new remake of Knights of the Republic. Okay. And then on Godlike Burger that we're talking about, I think it looks fucking amazing. <laughs> I love this game. I wish it was on Switch. Come yeah, I can imagine it would be a brilliant Switch game. Oh, yeah, fucking... I think it looks great. Oh, I'm glad you said that. Brilliant. I'm actually going to my wish list right now. Um, yeah. Next I'll one. i it for the Steam Deck. Lovely. <laughs> okay, thanks for that, Ben. Lemote, the Master Moat Chronicles, coming out on PC, PlayStations, Xboxes, and Switch, April 21st. Um, launching April 21st, 2022. Meet Lemote. The squishiest bioluminescent creature in the beautiful 3D puzzle platformer. Take control of the world's inhabitants on a quest into the great depths to seize control from the master moat. Um, This came out on Feb 2020, um, but it was in early access, so I guess this is the full release. I swear we've even talked about this before. We have. Yeah, I'm very glad you said that. We have, yeah. It was about Um, four weeks ago. Pete said that he hated the look of it. Too colourful. And you've put cool visuals there, so that's that's funny. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, yeah, I put psychedelic platformer. I remember it being a bit too much. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think we raided it before, but yeah. when I looked at it this time, I thought, you know, it's not for me, but it looks all right if you like three D puzzle platformers. I mean, Pete and I both enjoy three D puzzle platformers, but I can't see, I can't see me playing this personally. I don't know. I don't. I think it's just the fact that you, you're, the character, like the, the what you're taking control of. I don't want to be this bioluminescent creature. <laughs> oh, you don't have to be. I know, so I won't play it. <laughs> okay, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, moving on to Trolley Problem Incorporate. Well, Inc. Let's put ink. Um, coming out on PC April twenty first. The Trolley Problem game creates. Ha- creates has over what Ben? What have you done with this fucking blurb, mate? It's a it's a copy and paste. What I don't like is that they call it the trolley problem game in the blurb, but the game is actually called Trolley Problem. So they've capitalised the G in game. I, so that's not its name. I, they're all over the place with this blurb. <laughs> fire whoever, fire whoever's in marketing. Okay, well, anyway, it has over five hundred different interpretations of the trolley problem for the player to solve. What's the trolley problem? Um, yeah, exactly. It doesn't even explain it in the blurb, does it? This game is literally a... You just click and you choose uh, one or the other. Is it other. the modern-day prisoner dilemma? Is that what, what the trolley problem is? Is that the one where the you have an option is? and you press it and you like go down a tunnel or something? No. Because that... All right. Well, this is this is that. We like study, We studied that in... Don't worry about it. We studied it in school. It's fine. Move on. (laughs) This is literally where you just choose an option and then it goes on to the next option and then you choose an option and then it goes on to the next one. Um, It, I, I I cannot sell that any more than I've already sold it. It, You know what? Uh, I'm I'm even going to say this is actually quite poorly done. Like when you choose an option, it just goes on to the next one. It doesn't have like a sequence or. So there's no consequence or anything like that. Oh well, I assume there is consequence, Kirk. I, I don't know. Because obviously I lost interest about five minutes after researching this. But I assume there will be, and I assume your actions will kind of lead to something. But 
honestly, like to to create a game this simple uh, with no like kind of reward for playing it, I cannot see how they've even created this. I'm not going to lie, all right, and I'm not even kidding here. I genuinely just thought of trolleys that you'd find at Tesco or Asda and it'd just be in some sort of management for that. That would be a better game, Kirk. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, it looks tragic. (laughs) Should we leave it at that? Spend all the guys who kind of goes like, no, I bet on Switch this will be really good. (laughs) uh, No, all right, I'm glad. I'm glad we're all on board. Right, um, next one. Uh, Valone? Valone. Yeah. Yeah. Coming out on PC, April 21st. Valone is a creative... automation game in which you assemble and program mechanisms to solve logic puzzles. Uh, both relaxing and highly replayable, you save the planet Valone by creating automated constructs that move and assemble according to your master plan. Um, I don't know why. I've got kind of Factorio game, uh, kind of... I guess because it's kind of the same. You kind of like put your dots down, which do different things, and it's all about getting the circles to certain areas. It's very much just a kind of a simple uh, puzzle game. Hmm. But, yeah, I, I mean, it looks like it's quite well done, and I'm not going to rip on it, because it, 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 like, I mean, Factorio, in a way, is kind of very similar to this. Factorio is amazing. Factorio is an incredible, incredible game. Um, and I think Factorio did a brilliant job at still getting the immersion juice flowing because you, mm. you're still your person while don't you're creating these great immersion things. immersion juice. Yeah, um, well, you're not going to get immersion... I don't think you're going to get any immersion juice. No, I bet you're bone dry here, Ben. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah you want to be hell, dripping, guys. but you're just... Never. Mm. Never going to be with this. No. You ring this one out, you get nothing. Get nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Dust, if anything. Yeah, poof. Not even immersion dust. Just normal, regular dust. No. Valorant. What is happening? <gasps> Right, next one. Metal Tales Overkill. Coming out no, on PC, PlayStation's <laughs> Xbox <and> Switch, <laughs> April 22nd. Uh, metal Tales Overkill is an action-adventure game where metal and adrenaline clash to give you the ultimate 3D roguelike guitar shooter. Fight against the looming curse affecting your metal brothers. And free... Free them from an ancient evil. Um, Thought you were doing a guitar solo then. <laughs> he was. He didn't mean to, but he did it. I didn't mean to, but it was pretty cool. Um, rock roguelike, I've put. Um, I guess some people will want this because they like their, you know, rock music and their, uh, and you know, and and they like they like this kind of game. Um, I'm assuming this is this is going for the uh, guitar hero fans. There's no Guitar Hero games anymore. <laughs> well, I, th- I think I think like this. This again goes into that category of roguelikes where it could be really good. It could not be. You have yeah. to play it. But but what is good is that if they get the music right in this, and yes. they will appeal to a certain audience, and they are trying to do something a little bit different. So um, they're giving themselves the best chance, aren't they? And they're releasing on every console and including PC. That really does give you a good chance, especially when you got Switch involved. Yes, yeah, so, definitely Switch game here. Um, so, yeah, no, you're totally right because it's one of those like the shit one we saw earlier. Like that, I can't see what that would appeal to. But this game, you wouldn't feel you wouldn't feel like a child playing it. You'd go like this. Thing, this looks quite cool. Like you know the the graphics. I feel like are an overgrown child playing it. 
Well, that's fine, because aren't we all overgrown childs? What? Ch- childs? 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 Children? Multiple children. Hmm. And that's grammar school education, everybody. That's grammar school education. Thank you very much. Next one. Um, oh fuck! I'm trying to redeem myself, and I haven't. Win Ketchy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> to be fair, that does great. look. Fuck, that does. Uh, that is a bit of a mouthful. I'm gonna say Win Kelt, and it's the J and E is silent. That's what I'm gonna call it. There you go, Win Kelt. The Little Shop coming out on PC, PlayStation. Do you want to spell Xbox it for people? Do you want to do you want to spell it for people? W i n k e l t j e. Winkelst. Yeah, I think that works. There you go. Coming out on April twenty uh, second. Um, so the name is all about building, decorating, and running your own old world fantasy shop. Buy low, sell high. From nails and apples to swords and alchemic love potions. Impress your customers, craft items, and be the master of your very own shop. Um, This did come out on February 2019. I don't know if it's been out in early access this whole time. Um, But Mm, I am all in with this game. I've added it to my wish list. I am looking forward to it coming out on full release. I might even buy it on the next sale. Um, I love these kind of games where you run a shop um, and you kind of build it up, which you can do in this game. The problem is there are so many games like that, that yeah, like this out there, um, it's kind of difficult to find out. But this looks like it's well done. Um, to build your different things, it looks quite easy. Um, and it looks fun and enjoyable. And the, the graphics aren't too childish, but they're also not like trying to be too impressive upon themselves so i'm all in what do you guys think i think it looks really good um <laughs> eddie have you uh you might look it up if you haven't pl- heard of it uh, a game called moonlighter moonlighter <clears throat> yeah pop that one in uh it's that one could be right up your street your shop owner but you go into dungeons and stuff to get your like stuff to sell in your shop I think I've seen this. Where have I seen this? When it's it always on out? sale and stuff. Uh, probably 2019, something like that. All but right. it's always on sale. You should be able to get it on Steam. It's on Switch sale all the time. So, yeah, uh, yeah I think it's called Moonlighter. Uh, yeah, it might be right in the street. I think the but reason why I really didn't good. get this one, Ben, and it's the same with... Do you remember that one where you owned a graveyard? Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, I've got that game, Gra- Graveyard <laughs> Keeper. All yeah, right. Graveyard Keeper, I think I the that. reason why is because the graphics are just a bit too. I know I play Rimworld, so I have no legs. I understand, yeah. But yeah, like I, I need the I need the immersion juice to at least be like dripping. Yeah, well, Rimworld actually because of its crisp crispness, it is dripping yes. in immersion juice. That's I'm very glad you said that. And yes, it does. You kind of can imagine yourself, and it's the same with this one. Like I, I think. It's it's not trying to force itself to be graphically world class, but at least it's going. You can imagine yourself doing this. You can imagine yourself yeah, running the shop, I, and I you can actually uh, change your character, so you can you know make him look like you. So, yeah, mm. c- c- covered in juice. <laughs> what the character is? The game. <laughs> um, I'm all in, Kirk. What do you think? <laughs> I'm not for you. I'm sorry, I'm fucking dripping in juices right now, so I just <laughs> That's I don't. Gross, Kirk. Why did you? Say <laughs> I'm the one that takes it too you far, right? Okay. You're the well, one that you, said you, you were going to gonna come hard earlier. That was fucking I didn't mean... weird. I said it was wrong. I corrected myself. And we're talking. We're talking about immersion juice. Yeah. 
Kirk, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this just, I, I, I don't have any interest in this game, but it does kind of look, uh, kind oh. of, I get the vibes of like The Sims almost. I think it's oh, just I the, see what you mean. the yeah. direction of yeah. it, the way that the house, yeah. like the roof is off and that kind of thing. And the you know what? I'm, I'm glad works. you said that, Kirk, because I would love to rip on you, but I loved The Sims. Uh, I think it was The Sims 4. They had a DLC where you could run your own business. And don't get me wrong, it was very Ooh. limited. You could either run like a restaurant, a bar, or like mm-hmm. a, a, a general store. And I loved the running of the general store. And I thought, it's a shame it's The Sims, because I don't really care for The Sims. And I do want a game dedicated solely on that. And yeah, these kind of games, do they're all trying to hit that mark. Unfortunately, I've played so many of them, and they've all failed so miserably. Um, and I'm just hoping this one kind of hits that mark. So, yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong, Nick. Okay. Well, keep your eyes out, I guess, and uh, come back to us mm. with a full full-on yeah. review in seven Absolutely. to eight years' time. Yeah, when it comes down on a 60% sale, exactly. Yeah. Maybe um, 80. <laughs> oh, bloody hell, don't, don't, <laughs> don't be so naughty like that. Um, <laughs> next one, the big one, June Spice Worlds. Spice Wars. Spice so big. So big. I couldn't even get space. <laughs> Spice Girls, I wish. Um, June Spice Wars coming out on PC April 26th. Um, a real time strategy game with 4X elements um, from the developers of the critically acclaimed North Guard. Set in Frank Herbert's groundbreaking Dune universe, you must lead your faction and battle for control and dominance over the harsh desert planet of Arrakis. Um, this looks um, really, really good. The gameplay looks really good. Um, this reminds me of... I wish Pete was here for this. Um, Stellaris kind of meets June. Um, I think it's a really good time to bring it out because obviously the success from the movie, whenever that came out, like nine months ago or whatever, I fucking love the movie. I love 4X games. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to this. What do you guys think? I think it looks excellent. We said that. When the trailer was yes. originally shown, didn't we? Yeah, didn't um, we watch it in one of the events or something? Is that right? We did. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. Do you remember, Kirk? What was no. that event that we? No, sorry. <laughs> um, I have applied for a code for it, so Ooh. let's see if it comes through. And if it does, then either you or Pete can pick it up. Uh, you know, I'll um, give it to Pete because I know Pete loves June, and obviously this is this is this looks like Stellaris, doesn't it? Really? He is the four X guy, and if we get it, I'd love to get it. Um, and we'll we'll see we'll see if we do, but I'd love for Pete to play it. And I, I don't know what price it's coming out at, but uh, you, it's always a bit hesitant because it is a. I think it's, I believe it's coming out in early access. Um, right. So, you maybe don't want to be picking up day one unless, uh, well, unless we get given a code for it, which would be lovely for us <laughs> to talk about and let people know how good it is. Um, yeah. So, uh, if you're listening, developers, please give us a code. <laughs> <laughs> if they're listening. <laughs> no, I really, really like the look of this. Um, but, yeah, it, I think it's going to be a £30 at least. Yeah, do you think? Mm-hmm. Well, I looked on Steam earlier and it hadn't didn't have a price, and I know they don't usually put prices up until last minute, do they? I mean, um, Northgard right now is twenty four quid. What? Yeah. What Northgard on Switch at the moment is on sale for anyone? FYI. <laughs> yeah, Northgard came out in two thousand eighteen. Um, it is twenty three seventy nine at the moment. Yeah, if you're gonna if you want to get it right now, Northgard uh, Switch is your place to get it. Well. With switch tats, is it still like twenty five quid? No, it? it's it's literally on sale this week. Okay, um, so yeah, check it out. Yeah. 
All right, um, moving on. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, one I'm not looking forward to, The Serpent Rogue, coming out on PC, PlayStation, Xboxes, and Switch, April 26th. Um, the Serpent Rogue is a bot- botanical action-adventure game set in a medieval fantasy world. Master the art of alchemy, explore forgotten lands, tame wild beasts, and protect the realm from impending disaster. You will craft, brew, boil, and consort potions all in your stead to defeat an ominous danger. Shut up. Third person adventure game. Um, dark and dreary. I really have no interest for this. I I, I don't like dark and dreary games if they're dreary, dreary um, if they're if they're like quite bad. Um, do you guys at least think this is going to be okay? I, I think it could be. Are you talking about the art style looking like it's bad? Um, no, more the fact that it's just, I mean, the art style looks bad. Um, that's okay. Obviously I've said that's unforgivable. Um, that's forgivable in some games, but it's just the dark and dreary nature of it. Don't you like, I want to, it does, it does. Yeah. It does look dark and dreary. It's got a great name though. <laughs> I just um, want to be happy. <laughs> that's a good thing to say. As in when I play demo. games. I believe there's a demo on Steam. There is. That's right. You can um, download so the yeah, demo the, right now. So yeah, I really like the name Serpent. The Serpent Rogue, fantastic. Uh, oh, it's got a great, I, yeah. it's a great name. I don't think this looks that bad. I, I mm. quite like the look of it, and it's coming out on all consoles at the same time. I don't even think it's coming out on PlayStation Four and Xbox by the looks of our little tags here. PC, PS Five, Xbox Series, and Switch. You say this is a this is a full next gen only game. I can't imagine that because it's coming out Switch as well. So maybe uh, yeah. we just got okay. it wrong. So yes, and no information has actually been passed. <laughs> Sorry, this is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Serpent Rogue. You can get a demo on Steam. So check mm. out. Lovely, lovely. Um, next one, MLB the Show is coming out on Switch April twenty seventh. I have nothing to say to that. Uh, ben, is this something that entices you? Because it. Surely baseball could be a fun little on your hand, on your hand. Yeah, in your hands yeah. game. You know, you know what? I I was tempted when it came to Game Pass, but I did that with another American sport or something that that fairly Madden recently, and I just thought it's just too much. Mm. Like when you're not in on the sport, when you're not yes. watching it, it's like when you don't know about it. It's like to pick it up in game format is quite difficult. I yeah. think. Um, so it doesn't entice me. I've heard the Switch version. Uh, what I think about the Switch version for this, they did have 21 on the Switch as well, I think. But um, or did they? I don't know. That's another <laughs> bit of information I'm not sure about. Um, but the graphics do look ropey. But if you're a fan of this game, do you really care? You just want it on Switch? Yeah. Exactly, um, but it is on Game Pass, isn't it? Twenty MLB The Show Twenty Two is on Game yeah. Pass, as far as I'm aware. It is absolutely. So if you love it there, or you want to check it out there, and then drop it on the Switch version, then that that would make sense. Mm. Uh, but yeah, to a non-baseball fan, I think it's a tough it's a tough sell, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It does really well though in America. This this absolutely kills it, doesn't it? Well. Because they've got four sports, and that's one of them. So, yeah. In baseball, there's huge over there. While in England, oof, jeez. Yeah, it's non-existent, is it? What's baseball? 
actually played baseball as a kid, but you know. Well, we played rounders, didn't we? Or did oh, you I actually play played baseball. baseball. Yeah, yeah, down in the. Uh, isn't rounders like? Isn't rounders isn't, cricket? Pete would love that. Isn't isn't rounders just like the like deformed version of baseball? <laughs> You're insulting a lot of people right now, Ben. That is. <laughs> it's no wonder the podcast know. is not growing anymore, Ben. <laughs> You're alienating everyone. <laughs> Isn't I, actually, it? Actually, it is growing, so maybe I just need to continue alienating. Continue insulting all the audience. No, yeah. come on. Ali- you can't alienate people who play rounders. There's about 12 people, and they, they're they all in I feel like, like there's more they insulted this baseball than Where were rounders? some of them? Because we played it when we went oh, to no. London last year. I wasn't... I know, it's tragic. And um, <laughs> I... I I, um, I wasn't oh, insulting God. baseball at all. I was insulting rounders, actually, probably. Okay. I don't know. You don't know if you what like you're saying. I, I wasn't even insulting anything. I was just <laughs> guys, guys, guys. Making a we're fact. getting off topic. We're a gaming podcast. We're talking about fucking rounders. All right. Anyway, come on. Ben yeah. apologizes Facts. to our American audience. I I apologize. I don't know why. I haven't said anything wrong. <laughs> apologize and move on. I apologize. Right. That's my official statement. Good. Next one. Uh, Vampire the Mas- Masquerade um, Blood Hunt coming out on PlayStation Five. Uh, and Ben has put in all capitals, which I'm not going to shout. Comes out out of early access on Steam on April 27th. This is um, the cool um, PvP battle royale game where you're vampires with powers. Um, ben, I thought you were going to be all in on this. Did you not get it? I love watching it on Twitch, so in that respect, I am all oh. in on it. However, this is a pvp battle royale yeah and i will not be great at it and <laughs> i will not enjoy playing it so i think it looks really cool and i watch it a lot on twitch you love yeah. a vampire don't you i do he i do even though this strays from the vampire stuff a little bit because you know you've got guns you've got katanas you've got all this kind of stuff but you mm. do like kind of get buffs from killing people and all this with the vampire like sucking the blood type thing yeah it's a it's a, it, you know, I I like it, I like it, but um, it's not for me because I just won't be very good at it. It's quite um, it's quite reaction orientated, like a lot of quick moves and powers and stuff. Pretty pretty cool to watch. Cool. Yeah. Um, that is it from the new releases. Um, it's a pretty packed week. Um, a lot a of shit, but there's a couple, a couple of good ones in there. So I, I'm, I'm labelling this a, a, a slightly above average week. Yeah, well, it's got June in there, hasn't it? So... It's got June and it's got Win Kezzi. Yes, and it's got uh, Godlike Burger. Yeah, the burger one. Yeah, don't forget that. I, I mean, oh, that's on only PC. Mental. Yeah. I Doesn't wish matter. that was more. I wish that was sweet. Anyway, okay, well, we'll move on to what we've been playing. Probably. Um, right, so I'm going to start because uh, we got spoiled earlier, didn't we, by Kirk yeah. saying about yeah. Tormented Souls and what that was all about. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is just a quick one. Uh, we we did get a code for this, so I thought it, I, I must at least play it and, and give it a try on the Switch. Um, and it's worthy of so much more time than I actually gave it. Uh, it's it seems really, really quite good. It's for those who don't know, Twenty Souls is a horror game, and as uh, Kirk said, it's basically like Resident Evil 
one resident evil 2 kind of clones but the original versions not the remake of 2 and 3 etc but it's like that fixed camera the it's really scary that uneasy kind of tension building stuff and and all the general kind of resident evil puzzles like putting items together moving them across the screen to like see if they fit somewhere and they activate something and that, mm. that type of stuff um this game was released on other platforms last year so it came out on switch last week it was in uh or this week this week just gone it was in our new releases uh section um but it, it's just incredibly similar to those resident evil games uh inventory management it's all the same it looks basically identical um and the thing that is i think on one hand fantastic and great and on the other hand exactly what i don't like uh is they've reintroduced the saving system where you have to find the the roles to like record like yeah. in resident evil like the ribbons so there's limited yeah exactly yeah. so there's a limited number of saves and at the start of the game like you find like one or two and it's rather li- it's limited and the ammo is just so scarce like more than any resident evil game that i've kind of been aware of um but and it's 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 scary like if you like old school resident evil and that that did it for you um this this game tormented souls you know it's it's on the Switch. It's new. Um, it's I think it's pretty well received. I think it was like an eight out of ten type game. For me, it's it's scary. Is it Even too on scary? the Switch, yes. <laughs> Even on the Switch, I and I, I hate I hate limited save games. You know, like uh, Resident Evil Two Remake. There there wasn't limited saves. Like, and I love that because, but I do save about a thousand times. I go back to that typewriter like every fucking five seconds. As soon as I do something, I go yeah. back and save. Yeah, you run outside, um, get get like a herb or something, and go straight back in, save like so you don't have to go collect it again if you die. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And yeah. I'm I'm all about that life, but uh, <laughs> this isn't that life. This is so, this is a constant on edge. What are game. the what are the enemies like? Um, freaky. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like it's. <laughs> so all, they're not zombies, it, are they? They're like I'm guessing. No, kind of no, like it's really like ghoulish a, and stuff. Yes, it's like in an old kind of hospital asylum type place. Like the story is so like wafer thin as to why you even go there. <laughs> like it's just like okay, well guess we're going to go to this fucking scary haunted place at night which is and then and then immediately you get your eye like gouged out and you're left in the bath kind of naked and shit like that it's like oh okay this what your character is, uh, yes yeah oh yeah. Right, okay it's absolutely so, fucking savage what else did you think what him in real life well no no no, no you, ed please please it Continue, is um, but you know it's a uh, you think i would if any game that i might like in a genre like you are a female protagonist. That's cool. Um, but, oh, God. I think, Kirk, I'd love you to play this game because this, for me, seems to be like what you... This is what you're harking back to. This is the this yeah. stuff you really liked. And it's it's a genuine scare. Um, and it's got all the... Like, I want to say, everything they're trying to do is on purpose. Like, it is a, it is a love note to Resident Evil, like mm-hmm. the fixed camera and everything like that. But it's not like awkward in that regard. It's so, actually doing it on purpose. Question I have, because uh, I haven't seen much in the way of gameplay, but when you're playing it, like, so obviously with the fixed cameras, when you go yeah. to the next kind of, when you get to the edge of the frame and it goes to the next section, which is obviously pre like pre-rendered background, yes. does it, is it fluent in that respect? Like, there's no... I remember, yeah, I remember saying to myself, uh, 
I think if you hold down the same direction, it continues going in that direction. Do you of course, know what I mean? so the, the controls don't change. Yeah, uh, like they, they do change when you do your next input, but if you held the input down, yeah. it would do the same thing. Like So that in that regard, it's, it's well done. Um, yeah, I, I to be honest, like it's, I, I finished playing it after the first night and I, I turned to my girlfriend and I said, I... I don't think I'm going to play much more of this. I know I'm not going to finish this game. Like, I don't know how much time to invest in this because I'm just not going to finish it. Like, it doesn't matter how good the game is because it's already scaring me. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 not for me. But I can really see, now that it's on Switch and it's now on all platforms, um, I can really see this being a Game Pass edition sometime soon. I'd love it to come um, to Game Pass. I, I think... I, think I said, I said when it. when I saw it the first time, I was like, "That looks really fucking cool." And as you said, like it's it's right on my street. It's just, I, yeah, a shame I I couldn't get a code for it or have a switch or anything like that. But you know. yes, I mean, you would have been the guy that uh, that we gave it to. But yeah, it's it's just come out on switch, so um, so that's where we get to play it. But uh, yeah, I I I recommend it to people if that sounds like something you're into. Old school Resident Evils, uh, Tormented Souls. Definitely worth the worth a look. So uh, anyway, uh, Eddie, good. Eddie, what have uh, what have you been up to? I know you've been away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I haven't been playing much before I went away. I've been away for four or five days, isn't it? So um, I was playing Escape from Tarkov, which because of the stupid insurance system that I mentioned, where if you don't collect the thing within like three to five days, then you lose it. It is a pain in the ass because. I uh, obviously I'm going away for five days, so I- I'm not gonna lie. I might have logged in on like day three of my holiday with my girlfriend to uh, see if I could quickly get my your stuff back, which um, <laughs> you know she didn't know. I think she was in the bathroom at the time, so that's fine. Um, you know what's weird though? I I went and visited. I-, I did the typical you know good boyfriend thing and went around these national trusts, and I-, I was reading all this history stuff. And this is weird. I really now want to play Bannerlord. Because I've been reading about all these knights and all the kings and all the history, and it's made me go like, I really want to play Bannerlord again. So, nice. I mean, I'm away again as of two days uh, for another five days. But um, I reckon, I reckon Bannerlord is on the horizon, um, and I've got my new computer, so this this could be a this could be a goodie. Oh yes, yeah, it runs on that exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uber graphics and everything. Oh, but if you start playing that, you're you're not playing any new games. No, no, that's going to be another longy. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, you can be right back in there <laughs> and, right. until uh, until I get the the burger one. Yeah. Oh yeah, what was that called again? Godlike Burger. Godlike Burger. Yes, Godlike Burger. It's on the wish list. Yeah. I hope that's cheap. Right, <laughs> okay, good stuff. Um, Kirk, have you, you played a new game, haven't you? Uh, I have. I mean, I've uh, I've played. Um, uh, what's it called? Shit. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. God. What? Uh, I'm actually. Why am, I, why am I drawing a blank on this? Someone help me. Sorry. It's. What? Yeah, that's the one. Lost in random. Lost, Lost in random. We're on your section, guys. Yeah, I know. No, I've got the notes up on on something else, and I, yeah, don't worry. I wasn't on the dock when I was looking. Anyway, so I've been playing. Uh, I played Lost at Random uh, last night. I thought I'd, I'd try something. It's just recently come out on Game Pass. I think it came out last week. Um, and I thought I'd give it a go because I watched the trailer. I thought, okay, could be. It's a bit quirky, um, kind of game. So basically, what it is is you play as a character called Even, um, and you have a sister named Odd. Funny, funny name 
names there. Um, and your sister is taken by the Queen on her 12th birthday as all children who reach this age have to roll um, the black dice which the Queen has and it determines what kind of person you are. Um, so Odd lands a one, but the dice moves on its own afterwards to a six, which means that she then goes to the Queen's Palace and won't be seen by her sister or her parents ever again. Um, this wow. game... Let's yeah, I know. I know. Jesus. Yeah, so... It's bleak. It's very bleak. It's very bleak. <laughs> um, basically, you're in this uh, this kind of city uh, called Onecroft. Um, houses are made out of teapots. Um, it's a very gothic, grungy-inspired-looking game. Like, kind of... Is it quite... Alice, Alice in Wonderland. I was going to say that, Ben. Yeah, yeah this seems like Alice. Alice in it's like Alice in Wonderland meets Tim Burton, is what I would oh, say. Wow. So Alice actually, in Wonderland meets Alice in Wonderland, right? Well, you know, the Alice in Wonderland game on Xbox was actually like Alice in Wonderland meets Tim Burton. Was it? It was. So that's already been done. Okay. Well, I'm so just I mean, giving it, sorry. It's Alice on. in Wonderland meets Alice in Wonderland. Exactly. Is this is this an fair... Alice in yeah, Wonderland right. Inception moment? Yeah. Oh, there we go. It's all very random. You figured and it out. I'm lost in it. So basically, uh, you're in this uh, you're in this place called Onecroft, <laughs> and um, it's the way that the narrator describes it is who's got a really cool voice. The way he voices over is really cool. It is like one of those uh, magical kind of fairy tale style. Like he's really like he puts a lot of like. Like he puts proper jazz into the way that he says says what he says, um, but he describes Wongcroft as va va vum. Yeah, va va vum. That's a good. Yeah, yes, yes. Well, Were you going to say shishwari nan? Because I do really like <laughs> So um, that yeah, basically, one. <laughs> Shut up! Not again. I'm going to get cancelled. Um, so you're in this place called Wongcroft, and it's essentially a place where you're down. The, the people, the inhabitants of this place, they're all like unlucky. Basically, they they're all like not. I, I don't want to say the scum of the of the world, but they just they've Whoa. never see anything Gosh. good. Like you said, bleak. Um, the mechanics of the game, you you use a slingshot to to break things to earn this in-game currency, which is um, like everything's like dice related um which obviously makes sense because of the game um you have a map and a journal which you can refer to which help you to kind of find your main and side quests which are marked um up on it i i do like the way that the game has been kind of i don't know just presented and and the style of it is is great but i don't feel like it is a I don't think it's been executed very well. Um, it's a it's an indie project. I, I, I the the developer evades me, but it's been published by EA, um, and it's uh, it's one of their like indie games, like um, uh, Fee and uh, titles like that. Um, one thing that really got me that I was like, why have they done this? Uh, it's an odd choice wherein when you're speaking to someone, there's dialogue, and the character that you're speaking to speaks verbally. Um, and then you get some multiple choice answers to go in response. Now your character even does talk, but when you pick an answer, it just completely goes straight to the other character again, who res- responds to what you picked. So your character doesn't say anything. You just pick the the multiple choice answer, which I thought was really bizarre because then there are plenty of other points in the game where you talk. So it kind of took me, huh. it took me out a bit. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's a bit of bit of a bit of an odd design choice, I thought. Um, and like like I said, the controls are very clunky. I don't I don't like it at all. Um, it 
I mean, you hold LB to run, um, and I mean, the, the controls are simple, but it's really weighted. Like, and you know, the character doesn't; it's not very nimble, um, and it, you know, when, the way you move around, etc., is not not ideal. Um, and this is one of the things that really frustrated me. You're walking along these kind of uh, like elevated platforms, which um, uh, go over water, and you have to run at one point around multiple corners of these platforms. And you know, you know when there's like the edge of a platform, and there's like the invisible wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get to yeah. like the corner of something, like I would expect to be able to kind of like cut the corner quite like quite tight, but you can't. You can't do that. You get caught on the invisible wall. So multiple times that kind of thing happened to me, and that just it just like it doesn't seem very fluid in my the way like the way that I kind of add like see games these days. Yeah. Um, as I said, you, go on. I was going to say, do do you? Do you understand where the hook could be for somebody people to get like in on this game? The story, I think, would be quite compelling. To be fair, I th- I think there's yeah. I, I mean there's obviously a lot of mystery around what is being uh, kind of told at the beginning, and it is that it is that kind of fairy tale sort of vibe that you get from it, and it's I think because of the art style, the way that this is delivered. If you're into that kind of scenes, it's quite dark um, in in that sense. It's a, there's a lot of bright colours. There's lots of like hues of um, like pink and blue and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the original just, Alice in Wonderland was very popular, like really popular. And yeah, I, I, I mean, feel like they probably jumped on that bandwagon. Maybe, maybe so. And I think if if you like the if you if you like that kind of thing, then maybe maybe this would be something for you to to jump into. It's just. Mm. I just wanted to give it a go because it was new, and and the the trailer did bring enough in for me to go. I'll, I'll give it a go. I download it. It's on Game Pass. Why not? But I just after thirty minutes, I was like, I really don't want to play this. It's just not. It's just not something that I want to invest any time into. So, oh, so it's Game Pass. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you can kind of tell. You've been if talking not... about it for fifteen. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did, I did, th- did think that. Um, <laughs> but we're on a podcast. <laughs> I need to talk about it. <laughs> it is the beauty of Game Pass, though, isn't it? That you get to uh, yeah. The the other well, the other thing of Game Pass is that you because you haven't spent any money on it, you don't feel like you need to push through that kind of barrier. Like you said, you didn't play much of it. No, um, I didn't. Whereas and if you paid money for it, you may have. I'd be disappointed. I'd be disappointed. And then it's one of those like I I I pay I, I if you pay for something and Eddie, you know, I mean, you more than anyone know because. You don't like wasting your money on something like that. So, if I paid for it and I've like spent twenty quid, thirty quid, or something, and I've put thirty minutes into it, and I go, I'm not doing this. It's just like, oh, great, what a waste of time. So, Game Pass, beauty, yeah. yes, lovely. Um, and I've been playing. Um, I played a bit more Crash. Uh, in between, like work and stuff, it gets fucking hard. It gets really hard. I'm not gonna all lie. All the crashes are f- all the crashes are hard. Oh, though, mate. Aren't they? I think. I- I think I'm on the last, uh, the last kind of um, biome, uh, kind of zone oh, yeah. now. Um, you've befriended uh, Cortex uh, by this point. Um, spoilers. And oh, he's I your mean, mate. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's that. Uh, you've got a common goal by the uh, by the end of the game, uh, or near the end of the game. And yeah, just the the, the biome I'm in is just it's really difficult. Timing is essential, and just there's so many things that piss you off. But I, I've collected all of the masks. There are four masks that you do. You know, I said that they give um, different abilities and stuff. The last yeah. mask, it's very trippy. It changes the gravity so that you then go to the ceiling, and the way that they've designed the levels is fuck it. It's clever 
and innovative and unique, but it really fucks with you when you when you've got to do it so quickly and on the fly that you've got to press the right trigger to drop down or go, jump up essentially to the to the roof uh, to the ceiling or the floor to make sure you escape certain obstacles and stuff and the amount yeah. of times i died i think the first level with it i think i died like 40 times and that sounds yeah the, these are games that make me furious like <laughs> absolutely furious i just i can't i can't do it i'm the i'm the type of guy that that gets absolutely livid at this says fuck it i'm not doing it and then just continues until i finally do it then go shit game <laughs> exactly. So, um, I'm I that mean, guy. It's one of those. It's one of those games that I have done. Like now that I'm at this, like the latter end stages of the game, I'm playing like a couple of levels at a time, like and then turn it off because I mean I'm getting so annoyed. So, but okay. I want to push through because I paid for it. So I want to make oh. sure I get my money's worth and complete it before I pull it back. Nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. But yeah, um, that's it. That's me. Okay. Uh, good. Um, the last one then on our list uh, is the one that I've been playing on Game Pass again. Came to Game Pass last week. Life is Strange: True Colors. Um, uh, that game. So I I am a fan of the Life is Strange series. I've played the previous ones. This one's come to Game Pass. So uh, great. I had actually considered getting it on Switch uh, because I hear it plays really well on there, and mm. I definitely wanted to play it handheld. So I've been playing it on the One X player actually on X Cloud, like on the cloud gaming service. So. Yeah. Um, and they are doing marvelous things to that app, where and like making it so that the cloud gaming is very accessible. So, uh, commend them for that. But um, yeah, it's perfect to play on the cloud because it's a slow-paced walking sim type narrative mm-hmm. game. So for if you don't know Life is Strange, yeah, it's very dialogue-heavy, make your right choices, mm-hmm. and that impacts your story and that type of stuff. So it's perfect to play on the cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, story is basically your you play a girl who's moving to a small kind of idyllic mining town called Haven Springs, uh, where she's like meeting up with her brother that she hasn't seen in years. Uh, and, and at the same time, in a very life is strange kind of uh, pattern, you are coping with this power that you have. Um, and in previous games, like you've been able to rewind time and stuff like that. In this game, your power is that you can tap into people's emotions what? <laughs> and you can feel deeply what they're feeling. What? Okay. Yeah, I'll just let that set in for a second. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, not so, setting in. Uh, you can probably hear from my shock. Yeah, so, yeah, as I said, previously you could, like, rewind time. And, t- and they did some really cool things with that stuff. And I'm not saying that they're not doing that with this, but it kind of feels, especially when you start the game, that you're just a really empathetic person. So you're, you're, and I know this has been done to death on this game, and but now I'm seeing it firsthand. Your your superpower is empathy. Um, and <laughs> to be fair to Pete, some, that's probably a superpower. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it probably is. So uh, maybe he should play this. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, it, 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 so yes, it does go into a bit more. Basically, you can you can like hone into an individual and then find out what they're feeling by looking at other objects and kind of live through that what they're feeling and then you can understand it and then you can kind of talk the round or do different things. It's weird. It's like, <laughs> it, it just makes you feel like this person's got very high emotional intelligence and they're passing this off as a fucking superpower. And mm. at one point, you actually tell... you t- Well, at one point, really early on, you get the option, you tell... Like, it's a spoiler, who cares? Uh, you can tell your brother... <laughs> Uh, that that's your ah oh, this is my like power I'm going to tell him about my power 
And he's like, yeah, okay, oh, yeah, that is weird. No, it's not. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is. If somebody said that to me, I'd be like, just <laughs> calm yourself down. Just call your jets. Like, all right, you, 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 you feel very empathetic. That's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Um, and for that reason, like, you're already thinking, oh, okay, right, this this isn't setting up for a a great life is strange but it starts off really slowly the dialogue is annoying at times and it's it's got a nice it's nice scenery and nice but it's just a bit uh, when you're walking around and looking at items and stuff it's just a bit like oh okay this is the lame part of life is strange that i don't like um <laughs> but there are mini games as well you can play foosball eddie oh um, yeah exactly i know that would yeah exactly i know yeah we we um love a bit of foosball so um you can you can do a bit of that it's great um but i was getting quite like turned off the game to start with um but then i powered through to like the end of the first chapter super powered through and it, super powered i emotionally powered through um and it does give you that life is strange up and down big narrative stuff that you're accustomed to with the life of strange games and it does give you that towards the end of chapter one and you go ah okay this is why i'm playing the game so at the start so my my impression of the game was i really uh, when i picked it up oh i really like life is strange this is gonna be good okay this could be good lame lame <laughs> lame oh, okay it's uh, it's picking up um so so my my point my point on this is then you progress and it does actually get more interesting it feels more life is strange like so i think if you're interested in life is strange or you you have previously been interested in life is strange or walking sim type games where you can influence the story with your decisions you get to see what other people have picked percentage wise on what they've done uh, previously even games like detroit and stuff like that if you'd like that then I, I'd say give this a try, but power through, and you might enjoy it from the outset. But I've been put, I've been seeing people on Twitter being like, "Oh, I love this game. I'm so in love with this game." Blah blah blah. I thought it was really lame, lame. I'm saying lame a lot, but that's the only way I could <laughs> understand. I could kind of communicate how I felt about this game to start with. But it does actually get better, and I have enjoyed playing it handheld on the One X player. So. Switch version might be a good way to play it, but this is on Game Pass. So um, if you fancy giving it a try, it's there. If you like, I've got to admit, man, I think it looks stunning. It's re- it's a really good looking game. Yeah. It's a really good looking game. Um, it's not. Yeah, it's it, the brilliant thing about the style is that they're not trying to go for ultra realism. Mm. so they can get away with some of the yeah. textures not quite being there stuff so it's it is a really nice looking game um and uh so a lot of the the dialogue choices are very good as well sometimes it's there's a little it's a little bit of jank when you pick and it's not it doesn't yeah it, 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 why are people waiting so long between speaking is that like but a lot of but what what is impressive is that when you pick a dialogue option it is kind of it does flow quite nicely and it is like, oh yeah. yeah, that is a nice, nice kind of couple of sentences to say that summarizes my little mm. two words that I've picked or whatever. So yeah, Life is Strange, True Colors on Xbox Game Pass right now. That's a pretty big coup and it was uh the big kind of release on there last week. So uh check it out if you're if you're interested. Do you have to have played the first one to play this one? No. No. Absolutely. Do you think that I would like it? Ooh, not a good uh 
I think you might like it. I really do. I think you might like it. Uh, as I said, it depends whether you can handle it being being slow. Um, I know you you like your action games and stuff like that. This is this is very slow. It's it's almost like you're kind of walking through a movie, not watching a movie. You're walking through at a slower pace than a movie, right? Um, and you you have to get kind of emotionally involved. When I played. I played my first session of it on the Xbox and then I quickly moved it to handheld because I I wanted something else going on at the same time. Yeah. I wanted like a TV show on at the same time or something. Yeah. And I play it with headphones, just one headphone in just so I'm listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what it would be like if I just dedicated my whole kind of thing on that one game. I'd probably be like, oh, I'm a bit bored now. Yeah. But as I said, Power through to the end of the first chapter and see what you think. If that end of the first chapter goes, makes you go, oh, right, I need to play more, it's got you. But I'm otherwise... In. Okay, so, uh, yeah, quick question. Yeah. How long to do the first chapter? First chapter, um, an hour to an hour and a half. I mean, I couldn't give uh, Lost and Random more than 30 minutes, but maybe I could yeah, do but now an that, hour but and now that you know, Yeah, now you know the first chapter... Uh, then, then I'd I'd recommend it because I'd recommend just getting to that point because then you kind of you you know life is sh- life is strange games do give you that emotional up and down so that mm. uh, you then realise what a life is strange game can do if, uh, if you I'll give it point. I'll give it a go give it a go. you'll give it yeah, half give a go give it I'll give it I'll give it till the end of then the then you'll first raid chapter. on Twitter just like well no game. because if you really like this there are other games and the first life is strange I really likes that that's really and then there's before the storm and stuff like it's some really good fucking games um they're really good fucking games do it i'll do it now i'll do it now mate it's fine all right lovely okay well that's what we've been playing then yeah Um, also just a little side note as i've just i've just realized as i've opened up my game pass app to go and download it right now so i don't forget to do it you can also preload trek to yomi okay you love me yeah comes out when's that comes out on the fifth fifth may least of it's Devolver, lovely. There you go. Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, you can. That's gonna. I don't know if previews for that have been. I don't think they. I don't think they. No, but no. You know. Anyway, moving. Could be. Move on. We, we could talk about that when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Save, save that stuff. Um, right. Our feature this week is uh, discussing what gaming, what we think gaming will be like in ten years' time. That's twenty thirty two, not twenty twenty three. So. <laughs> I've got some quick kind of questions to fire around because I thought this could be just interesting to get our our take. Um, how common do we think streaming will become in the next 10 games? Uh, 10, 10 games? 10 games. Ten, yeah. ten games. 10 years. I mean, I've just talked about streaming Life is Strange. Um, you when you go onto the Xbox app now on your on your PC or on like some other device they now have cloud gaming like as one of the options on the left and it's all very seamless because before i had to go through my browser whereas now through the app it works really well um and there's so many devices you can play this on now and and they're setting the setting the pace so how do we think streaming is going to be massive in 10 years time Eddie, um, you want to go first? I'll go first. I I do. I think it's going to be massive. I think not only with um, the accessibility of it um, getting larger and larger. I mean, I've, I I said I think six months ago when I got that new TV, and it's the third thing that's um, 
that you can click on. Um, and the same with the actual streams themselves, or how it's getting easier and easier. I think the accessibility of it all is getting better, but I just think it's going to get bigger over time. I, I think, as we all know, like the 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 new generations coming through and welcome to gaming. I mean, I would like to see the average age of um, someone who lot you know views over you know twelve streams a a, a, a week. Because I reckon it would be quite young. So I reckon over time, in ten years' time, this could be, this could be an industry that's pretty massive. Um, especially if it gets into, you know, your competitive things. If that becomes more mainstream, then then this could be great fun. I mean, it could be, you know, your sports taking over sports sort of thing. Um, I th- I think it's going to be massive, personally. But yeah, what do you think, guys? So for me, it's I do I do agree it's going to be commonplace in ten years, and I know that there is a lot of um, headway being made right now. But the infrastructure, at least here in the UK and a lot of places in the states and whatnot, which are the bit some of the bigger markets, just isn't there. And what I mean by that is a game like Life is Strange, as you said, Ben, perfect to play when you're streaming because it's not it's got it doesn't matter about uh, low in, in uh, low, low latency and stuff like that until that infrastructure keep, catches up. So whether that's 5G or 6G, that, that it allows us to stream like at really fast speeds, etc., and can take that latency right down to like it would be if we're playing on a home console. I think when, when we've got the competitive games that you can just put it on your phone and it is, it, you, what you do is immediately reacting like on screen, that's when it will really be, you know, home, that makes sense. That's my yeah. Opinion. I think <clears throat> I think you make a really good point about infrastructure because so in this country, I know in America they get higher speed internets. You can get higher speed internets than we can generally in this country. I think it's yeah. probably fair to say on average. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you really do need. To, they say like to run Stadia or something, you needed like twenty meg something like that, or maybe even as little as fifteen. But it, it wouldn't like. Even on X Cloud or whatever it's called, Xbox Cloud Gaming is that what they call it? Um, I can't play certain games, and I have very good internet even across the Wi-Fi. Like I, I have good internet across the whole house, and it's so even in its worst parts, it's still like a hundred meg. <clears throat> um, but I wouldn't want to play um, some of these games streaming on on that kind of connection. I tried playing Rocket League on it once, uh, like streaming it, thinking like, whilst um, my girlfriend was watching TV, I thought, oh, I'll play uh, Rocket League on the iPad or something. No, fucking forget it. Absolutely not. And yeah. I've got, I got a 40 meg download. And I, I, yeah. I will say this. Um, 10 years ago, I was trying to play games. And if, the, if even when I was connected, wired up, I would get kicked off just for no reason. And it would be over. Now, literally two days ago, I got my phone out, I hotspotted to my laptop, and I loaded up Escape from Tarkov, and I did my management of my insurance system. Yeah. What mm. do you think? If if that's how far we've come, and my God, if we went 10 years before last 10 years, if we went 20 years back, my God, mm. you could look at the advancements in technology that we've had, especially with the internet. What do you think it's going to be? Do you not think it's going to be bloody easy in 10 years' time? <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I appreciate what you're saying. You are, you are damn right to get that connection and 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 all of that. But uh, that's kind of playing multiplayer. Mm. I think streaming games 
requires even more information transfer. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, I I think even in 10 years' time, you'll be limiting parts of the world. If if streaming is the predominant way mm. of of gaming, I think you'll be limiting certain areas of the world that won't have the highest speed internet. However, streaming... I mean, just as you said, Eddie, like using your mobile, you're using different devices and different ways to load up your game and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Gamers want to do that. And, and it now is the fact that I want to use this device over here to play my game or something. And now there are becoming mechanisms to do that. Game how you want to. Mm-hmm. I I prefer handheld gaming. What I This is why the Steam Deck interests me. The, the one X player I've got, love the Switch. Handheld gaming is where I do everything if I could. Um, and mechanisms to do that, just that's what excites me. And streaming of games, I think, will be important. But I think your point, Kirk, was the biggest point about infrastructure. Like, yeah. it's defined by the internet infrastructure. Exactly. And it? it's like, and I don't know if you guys know this, but they're still, in the UK at least, they're still like, although it's not large, it is large in retrospect, there are huge parts of the country that still can't get 4G. Yeah. So, if you've, got, yeah. if you've got large parts of the country that can't even get 4G, I mean, even now, live, I'm in Southampton, and there are times that my 4G is just completely dog shit. So if I've if 4G is not working properly, and it's only that isn't good enough to stream proper games like in in full, how you know that inf- like you said that infrastructure is not there yet. It, it, in ten years though, definitely, but that's ten years. Right. Time. Well, that's the bloody question. I'm that, so that lost the, here. That is the question. That is the question. That's the question. So, so, so you're you saying streaming will be big in ten years' time? <clears throat> yes, 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 yes. Oh, for fuck's okay, sake! Okay, good. That's that's good that we got there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. The, the next thing. Let's let's talk about physical stuff. So, phys- first we got physical games, then we got physical consoles. Okay. So, physical games. We know that they're declining in sales, and people are going more towards that digital market. Do we think there's going to be a digital resale market? Because that's the biggest thing that turns me off buying a digital game yeah, because I can't yeah, I can't same. sell it. I can't trade it. Kirk, you love to trade a game, don't you? Yes, you, I do. And that's what trade. that's why I'm that's why I'm trying to play Crash now and get it done so that I can go and take it in and use and get as much money back as possible to put towards something else because it's obviously going to lose value over time. I don't want it just sitting there. But then you do have a lot of people that just love collecting physical games, like the amount of people that that will collect every single game available for as many consoles as possible, or whatever. Yeah, Ben likes um, a physical copy. I yeah. do. I do does, like. I do does. choose a physical copy over over a digital one. Um, there's also. I mean, we've talked about it in recent weeks about what do you actually own with a digital copy? And we've we've seen the the stuff that with the old PS Vita games just not working now. And it's like things can be turned off, and that's what you want to protect yourself against. But but PC gamers will just go, look, we've had this for years, and we have, we've got no problem with it. It depends um, on how the companies preserve these games digitally, though. If they put again, it goes back to infrastructure. If they put it in place to the point where, if you buy a digital copy, it would act the same way as a physical copy, and it will be stored because obviously the way that things are moving forward, <coughs> they have these big databases and servers and all that kind of shit that keep all this information in one place if that that's the case brilliant if not then there will still be a market there but i think you're right in this in respect to the resale of digital unless that actually comes to fruition it's not gonna it's not gonna overtake well there'll be a there'll be a shift and it will be more 60 40 in favor of digital i would say something like that but i don't think it's going away not in 10 years i i could like when you 
I always come back to my in my mind uh, when we think about like will the turning off of games and how things are stored and you just mentioned that and like the ownership piece. Now look at companies like Sega who stepped out of the kind of console market um, and there are other big kind of players that just disappear. Now in 20 years time, uh, Microsoft could just step out of the console market or PlayStation could or Nintendo could and I know they've been going for years, everyone's been going for years but you know, they they can legitimately just step away and mm-hmm. then what happened like we talk about servers and people storing data and all that well once you shut it down, it's done. It's true. Um so, so I mean I'm not saying that that's gonna happen and probably you know, something would happen to prevent whatever, but it becomes then such a large kind of institution where people have investments of such vast like quantities <clears throat> that it's it's on a knife edge of where something could could go with this stuff like uh, all digital just seems like uh such a 20 years such a, a minefield for legality for legal issues and yeah. and and all that kind of stuff and but i i do think that's where we're headed i mm. i think this generation of consoles could be the last one with a disk drive at least yeah. no i don't agree with that what? Do you not? I don't. No, I think I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't see it. This, this, this one will be a slow transition. And if we were asking if it was going to, what's what's game going to be like in ten, or would you put this in ten or twenty years? My my console years. already doesn't have a disc drive. No, I know, but mine yeah, does. Exactly. We've already got that halfway house. Like, uh, yeah. like I'm happy with a digital series, that, especially with subscription services. Don't forget, like a lot of people just use Xbox Game Pass. Okay, all all as... PCs now don't have disc drives. <clears throat> you have to yeah, buy exactly. one. Yeah, that's true. I uh, I get that, um, but I just I I don't think I you're gonna upset so many people. <laughs> Shall I? Yeah, I I also I also think that like if that's the case and you don't have a disc drive, let's just say that is the case, Gert, that you don't have a disc drive. Do you even need a console in ten years' time? Because we're, we're, like we're gonna have uh, like supposedly an export streaming device if streaming is huge in 10 years the majority of physical natively delivered content through your console is that still going to be a thing like uh or are you just gonna have like a a, a box that you just everyone streams from the same all the different data centers and the servers and stuff and so this is that the way it's going this is this is an interesting one for me because like I've got the Series X and the the fact that it puts out 4K and can do up to 120 frames a second is one of the benefits for me that I that, that I've got. But the amount of data that would be required to send from an external source over the internet that could push all of that information plus the game plus anything else that needs to go with it to a little device that I've got for streaming just seems unfathomable. And then you've also got to remember we're only at 4K at the moment. We're in five, six years' time, even maybe even less. We're going to be on 8K by then. The amount Ooh, of data that's going to be required points. for 8K. Now that's a nice little point there because so, yeah, it, it's always yeah. The, the, the technology always will seem to be it's a, it's a tug and pull. It's always going to be all right. So we've got this now, but now that what we've created for what was before can no longer handle because of the next thing being bigger and better. You know. Okay, so we so what we're saying is physical consoles are still going to be a thing. I think so, yeah. 
but okay, even, the majority, even with the technology yeah. going up, surely the cloud-based <coughs> system would still work with with new things, with bigger things. Do you know what I mean? You'd yeah, hope but so. You'd hope it would all develop in tandem, especially if tr- streaming games is going to be big. Yeah. Uh, I suppose the question is probably, do we think a streaming data stick will grow above and beyond a physical console need? I don't. A physical console will probably so. still exist. Not for yeah, me. Okay. Yeah, Eddie, what do you it's think? A, it's a diff- yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult one. I mean, I mean, I mean, logically, surely yes, it should uh, go that way. But yeah. people have had consoles for the beginning of gaming time. Mm-hmm. So it might be one of those things that just hangs on for reasons we can't really explain. If this, I mean? this is the yeah, this is the thing. Like um, hardcore, well, like retro. No, I'll start again. Gamers <laughs> like us, I'd say, would probably prefer more physical stuff. Like I want a console. I've got so many consoles of yesteryear. I've got so many games <laughs> of yesteryear. All that kind of stuff. But maybe the newer generation who are growing up on digital content mm. yeah. won't they will be the driving force of why do you need something physical remember the people that are that will be developing games in the next 10 years are people who are in school now and consuming media which is all digital and mm. so they're 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 the only thing they know is digital and so that then dictates the market going forwards so mm. i I think I think there's probably that's a one understanding that needs the one part fair, of the understanding that needs to be catered into like who's going to be making these decisions. Um, ben, when I was trying to when I was going uh, to my parents about because you know they always need help with PC stuff and they were buying a new PC and trying to get round their head of why they don't need a CD drive was painful. <laughs> Honestly, it was fucking painful. And you know what? I know I'm going to have the same conversation with my kid when they're like, oh, you don't need a console. Yes, I do. I do need a console. Where would the where would the tape decks go? You know? <laughs> well, this is, you know, the first laptop that I got without a CD drive, I was like, oh, you don't get a CD drive anymore. Yeah, you need? And then I looked yeah. and then, but then, I, honest to God, I looked in my laptop that had a CD drive. I Clicked out the button and there was, I think it was Football Manager 2012. I was like, all right, all right. I don't use it as often as I thought. He doesn't use a CG drive in a while. Like it's, yeah, it's 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 just the changing of the the times, isn't it? Um, Mm -hmm. and and how updates are delivered and everything. It's it's yeah, it will become commonplace. But Mm -hmm. I think one that we've talked about before is is if we think ten years is long enough. For VR to be big, mm. or do we reckon on VR's prominence? Do do we think VR will be will gain grow in popularity, and it'll be like a fifty fifty? Sometimes VR games, sometimes other. Is VR going to be the main or or such a massive material way of consuming video games? Uh, I'll go because I think I've made my opinion pretty clear on on past uh, podcasts. I think if the technology is there. Um, which in 10 years you could argue it bloody should be, um, then yes, I, I think it can be huge. Don't get me wrong, there will still be a huge market for 
all other types because, for example, I'm not. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I dip into first combat. Obviously, I'm playing for Escape from Tarkov um, at the moment, first person. And if that was in VR, holy cow, that would be amazing. Yeah, but, wow, that would be amazing. Yeah, but on the other hand, all my strategy games, you know, my Rim Worlds, my even the Mountain Blade games, I, I would rather play that. I would not like the VR experience. I would like the casual, have my screen, and then maybe even football on in the background or something. Oh, yeah, of course. I was thinking maybe you could be hovering over the situation like God kind of doing... <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I like Some of us wow. like to game while doing other things. That's why... Yeah. Well, that that's yeah. why I like handheld gaming. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, for Eddie, to your point about... Um, like you don't want to, like you just want to have your screen so you can do something else. But the way I see this one with VR, I I hope by ten years time it is a lot bigger than it than it is now. But yeah. obviously the clunky headsets and the use of other peripherals that we've got to use, etc., is just not. It's not ideal, but it's still in its infancy. Now mm-hmm. the way I imagine it, but this isn't going to be in ten years. But is when it really becomes mainstream is when you've got the kind of thing that you see like in Black Mirror episodes where it's just like this little mm-hmm. thing that you put on the side of your head and then you take it into another place, you know? Oh, and I yeah. don't know how the fuck that would Full work. Ready but Player One. Yeah. Ready and one, yeah. I mean, Ready Player One would probably, is probably like, uh, I mean, I don't know if you're going to get a treadmill in your front room or something. So <laughs> That's 50 years away, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> the, the thing with this, and as much as I hate them, you know, Meta, fucking Facebook, they're going to help lead the charge on this along with uh, the... PSVR 2 um, it, these kind of devices are going to help become it, make it more mainstream for the mass market and it's these kind of things that are going to once people start realising the benefits of it in whatever capacity it ends up being I mean I've said before I'd love to play a scary game in VR like a proper a yeah. really properly designed VR scary game because I would just shit a brick but it's that headset clunkiness but with more people using it it will make other companies put more time and money into yeah. making the whole thing better, which yeah, will then lead yeah. us to what uh, we yes. want, you know? Oh, I, I totally agree. And I actually think, I think this isn't a year, I, th- I don't think this is a date variable. I think this is actually more content variable. I think that the difference between this being big in 10 years or 50 years' time is the content that's brought out. So the accessibility of it, the, yeah. the the games that are brought with it because let, I I generally think if if in five years it's really easy to use you literally just pop something on your head and and your hands are recognised for example which I don't think it's too fe- unfeasible to think that in five years we have that um, if they come up with literally that year three banging games to play with it I think everyone could suddenly jump on board and then everyone all the you know developers and everything look holy shit VR's a thing now. Everyone chuck their finances into that. This yeah, could exactly. be massive in eight years. However, it could <laughs> yes, be another thing, like like all these VR systems we already have already, where a game will come out here and there, people will say it's good, but it won't be enough for people to buy it. So mm-hmm. therefore yeah. it's it's still it's it's like it is now, it's trickling along. It's, so it's so yeah. difficult. You're 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 so right. Like because it's content driven, but how it's the chicken and egg situation because you can't yes. get good ton, content unless yes. people are buying it because exactly. then you get investment to make the good games. Mm. It's like, for instance, Valve made Half Life Alex. Mm. To all intents and purposes, that was that was potential people proper it, game of the year candidate. Yeah, that was proper. Like I haven't played it. It's supposedly at the time, year or two ago, whatever proper game of the year candidate yeah. but it's on a vr headset it wasn't even on the psvr it was on the oculus and the mm. and the 
uh, HTC Vive and stuff like that. But you couldn't. They need to universalize where the games are released yep. on VR. They need mm-hmm. to go. All VR games are on all VR headsets. Like it's in the best interest of VR. Like I don't understand why there are exclusive games on a different headset because yeah. it's like they need to say to each other, yes. this isn't helping anyone because <laughs> I'm not buying other. a VR headset because I don't want to be limited on the games that I want. Fuck it. I just won't buy any of your fucking games. You've got, you've like, got, it you've got companies like Apple and Google that work together to drive the drive the, the smartphone forward. So why can't, like... Well, fucking your, your Xbox gaming and companies. PlayStation work together. Yeah, exactly. Microsoft and PlayStation for, like, server capacity and stuff. Like, aren't, aren't fucking PlayStation using Azure for yeah. different things? Like, yeah. that's just how it works. Like, I don't... under It really annoyed me when I was looking... I got a PSVR. It really annoyed <laughs> me when I didn't really understand. Oh, right. So I can't get that game that's on... Fuck off, then. <laughs> right, take your PSVR back, trade it in. See ya, see ya. Not interested. Oh wow! Because you, you just, it's just you spend so much money on these things. Those fucking VR headsets cost a fortune. Yeah, and they limit games. What? And then, and then on a particular headset, there's like one fucking good game. Yeah, yeah. Going to spend four hundred, five hundred pounds on a headset just to play a seventy pound game once and then be done. Yeah, didn't didn't mean to get so into that one, but yeah, fucking that, it annoyed Passionate. me at the time, and, and it, it just does like they need to bound together because that's how VR gets the investment. If if someone knows that they're going to get a good deal, they're going to put it on all the platforms. It's going to be. I think I think that's I think that's where they need to go. But yes, the companies need to probably recognise that. I believe anyway. This may not be reality they'll know better than me but i i would have thought if they bound together they can build the industry because it's yes. great if you've got eight, an 80 percent slice of the market but if the market's fucking tiny who gives a fuck what's the point if the market's massive have a tiny slice and but you it's, make it's the same with the publishers ben if if all the creators of all these vrs just a said right let's let's make sure it's all games are accessible to all vr sets but and then also went to the publishers and went we're going to release this bit of hardware in two years' time, do you reckon, you know, basically chuck a game, and then if there are 20 games, five of them are going to be bangers, and everyone's going to then buy the hardware. Mm. It's almost yeah. like they should all have a fucking meeting and decide a date that this is now going to be huge. Yes, yeah, it's. I think there needs to be some bounding together on this, but I, I think the competition is possibly hurting VR, and um, I don't, th- I don't think 10 years is enough for VR. No. Mm. Uh, well, that's my. We'll be we'll be further along, but not where it should be or where it could be if they just work together. Yeah, it all depends on the content for me. Yeah, I mean, it could be big or more realistic later on. Later on. Yeah, and 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 a, and a quick one as a as a Nintendo Switch fan, as a person who's getting a Steam Deck, <laughs> I just want to know: in ten years' time, do you think? You two will own a handheld gaming system, yes or no? Um, no. Oh, okay. Wow. Even not even though that, I hate handheld gaming, not, I'm not unless I'm forced, forced into it. Forced into it. Yeah. Yeah. So... No. Like, if, if I can't have a, get like a, a console connected to my TV or something, if I if if I'm told no, you've got to have this because this is how it's going to be now. Then I'll be like, mm. oh, fucking all right then. But if uh, if not, then I I won't bother. I. I like sitting there with a controller in front of the TV. That's what I like to do. You guys like to do something else in the background whilst you're playing something that's pretty casual. Like you, you especially, Ben. That's not for me. 
But I know that a lot of other people mm. are like that. So, yeah, you did, um, ask, you I, did ask me personally. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I think um, I think I will own a. Um, I think I think as time goes on, all the companies like they always do is accessibility. How many controllers can they get in people's hands? I think they'll come down in price, like the shittier versions, basically. I think that's the point where I'll just buy one because there are so many times where I, you know, the missus wants to fucking watch a movie and I just bring my laptop in. And then there are so many times where I'm like, oh, if I had a handheld, like the golf game, the golf game that I played, well, yeah, PGA Tour. I still, there you go. 2K. 2K21. 21. That I keep on jumping back onto. Um, I would love to have that in a handheld and just play it along. So, I've got it in handheld, yeah. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so absolutely. I, I think when when uh, it keeps on coming, they keep on bringing these out. They keep on uh, getting lower in price. I will get it for the triple A's and stuff. I still will never do that. I, I know in ten years' time, I will not be playing triple A games because I like the full immersion juice. Yeah, dripping in juice. I, I love the that. fact we can <laughs> end on immersion juice. Sopping, sopping. Yeah, That's gushing. Mm. Come on, Kirk. Don't be. Don't that was crash. too much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, socials. Um, if you disagree with any of our 2033, no, 32, whatever, 10 years Oh, time, my God, man. It's hard, actually. It's it's difficult to deal with those numbers. If you disagree with anything we've talked about, you can email us at podcast at grumpygamers.co.uk. You can tweet us and then Kirk in particular at grumpygamerspod. You can go to our YouTube channel, Grumpy Gamers podcast where we post videos and our podcast is also up there as well if you prefer to watch it on YouTube. Um, in a few weeks' time, we're going to do a live podcast, aren't we? We are. Are we? We're going to have a, we're going to have a <laughs> video are. of the podcast. Sorry. Whether, yeah. whether it's live or not is another issue. <laughs> no, but, no, we're, we're doing it live. I've put, it, I've put that okay. on Twitter as well. We're doing it live. Okay, okay. well, Kurt's going to organise that. We'll have more info <laughs> on that in the coming weeks, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, but uh, for today, that's uh, GG. It's GG. GG. Thank you.